It's not working. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It turns out that when you attach a new camera to your computer, you have to completely shut down Chrome for it to be recognized. Do you have a new camera? Did you buy a new camera? No, I didn't get a new camera, but oh, I, you just, I, you I was performing life-saving surgery on my ailing Mac Pro and uh, <laughs> forgot to plug back in. <laughs> you, told me, you told me you told me you you're trying uh, to be cinematic with it. I'm trying to be cinematic. I'm just trying to keep it alive at this point. I mean, it's nine years old, which in uh, computer years is about 75. Yeah, but it, uh, it still holds super well. That's a second. Yeah. We have the same. Um, for me, it's the second one. It's not the main one anymore, but it works super well still, man. There are amazing devices. There really are. The 2013 Mac Pro, a.k.a. the trash can. The trash can. Yes, the trash can. I, I'm now using it to actually uh, do basketball in, in my office. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's, it's running the, the secondary computer. <laughs> It's running the server. <laughs> After a cheese grater, the big one. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, they. Yeah, it's 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 lovely, but it's huge, and it's the good thing is quiet, but it's huge, man. It's overkill. I I don't know why about this. Anyway, um, I know, that was for some reason I thought it was small, but anyway, it was you know, <laughs> it's hidden under my desk. Um, it's um, you know, it was March 2020, so it was like, yeah, well, the end of the world is near anyway, so yeah, I might as well. well play. Just, <laughs> <laughs> might as well just buy this. Uh, um, the good news, you don't have static this time on your on your end. Yeah, you know, I think I found the culprit, which is still in place, and I have ordered its replacement. Oh, okay, no, because guys, we're very sorry, but we, we seem to have constant like sound issues. Either it's me, either it's Alex. We had Alex in a metallic box. That was so s- so strange. In some static last time. I hope there's I don't a, this time. There's that's a, that's a risk yeah. of me actually producing and hosting co-hosting with you at the same time because I I try to hear the levels, but at the same time I just engage with you because you're my friend and because it's fun and then I I simply forget. So sorry guys. And also sometimes there's drift. So that we cannot control because we only realize that there's been a little bit of audio drift once we, yeah, you, we stopped. And I, 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 I just don't want to deal with it. We know we both have had this issue in the past with also mastication when you were recording. I hope you restart again one day, man. Um, that there's a slight audio drift and it's like so hard to correct. It's possible, but it's just a pain in the bottom. It's very hard to correct. It's very hard to correct because it, it's not a fixed drift. So you can't just go, oh, it's, I can just cut out a little bit. Yeah. It grows. And right. Yeah. The joys of yeah. podcasting. Yeah. So guys, yeah, that, that, that's why sometimes it feels that either Alex and I have a, can read each other's mind because we laugh at the jokes of each other just before actually the joke is finished. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's here. Oh, well, well, uh, let me just, which one? I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Lots of, luck. Lots of luck needed for the sound or for anything. Uh, let's start differently. Uh, then let's not start with football. We'll talk about football later, but let's not, about football, especially because it hurts both of, both of us. Um, <laughs> football later. Yeah, I just mentioned friendship. Um, this podcast is as much as a celebration of travel and the joy of travel and curiosity and discovery as it is um, a celebration of friendship. Ours and also all the other friendships, some of them actually were created during that show with people that keep you know talking yeah. to, to us and, and, and with us. Um, and we wanted to mark uh, that day. That day is today, we're the 15th of uh, December, uh, 2022, obviously. And uh, we wanted to remember someone, Ferg. Yeah, Ferg. Fergie was uh, one of my best friends. Um, yeah. I've known well, I've known his wife since I was 16, and I've known I knew him for uh, the better part of my adult life. And three years ago today, give or take a time zone, um, yeah. 
he uh, he took his own life. Um, so it's always a difficult day for me, a difficult period of the year for me. Uh, I'm already getting <laughs> choked up, but I thought I didn't want to let it pass without acknowledging it in some way. And I think, you know, for he would be furious if this was a melancholy or morose uh, mention of him. Other than to say, sp- he, well, you've met him. That's a lovely thing. Not, not only have you met him, you spent a, a, a good amount of time with him in California. Yeah, he was. He would drink me under the table. Obviously, um, yeah, it was such. You know, he's the kind of person, uh, guys, that you. I hope you've met people like that in your life. That the first time you met him after you met these after like thirty seconds, you could totally fall in love with him. Uh, yeah, he was just a moose awesome. That was uh, for context, guys, because we discussed not about him, but we discussed about it was when uh, I surprised Alex uh, f- for his birthday in uh, California. He believed I was in Tokyo, but I was there, yeah. and that's how I met Ferg. What, yeah. what, what a great guy. He was a great guy. Yeah. He was a huge guy. He was a five-tour uh, Royal Marine veteran. Yes. Um, and he served in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Northern Ireland, um, and retired after an injury. But he, he was a dad to three beautiful kids, including mm. my, my godson, Um and he was just a, just a top guy. I mean, you, you attended his memorial service, and there was um, 150 people standing. And so there must have been nearly 500 people in that church. Um, the show's kind of... I think it was also the last time we met before the pandemic. Jiminy Cricket. You're right. I think that's true. Oh, right. I think that's true. And then we didn't see each other again until we yeah, met. Yeah, we interviewed, 2019, interviewed so Mark. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was a, it was a heck of a celebration for a, for a heck of a guy. And, I, you know, I think for me... What I took out of of his of his passing after sort of you know the, the grief all settles down is that um, men are lousy about talking about mental health. People in general are, but men. Especially. I was about to say exactly the same thing, and I was even about to say that men are lousy about maintaining or keeping friendships. Yes, we're we're, we're not good. There's we there's actually a lot of people talking about the fact that you know by when we become older we have less and less friends around us mm-hmm. because we suck at <laughs> keeping those friendships around and you know we forget we're busy whatever or, yeah sorry I interrupted. no no I, I think you're absolutely right i mean that's th- th- those two things go hand in hand as far as i'm concerned and i think yeah. it was uh it's it's a it's a potent reminder uh that you know for me every every year just to to get in touch with people and and there's a wonderful campaign in australia called the letter r the letter u okay are you okay day started as a day now it's become a campaign and it's based on male mental health um and just asking that question. So do me a favor, everybody listening, uh, message a buddy or call a buddy and just, um, wh- whether you're man, woman or any- anything else, ask them if they're okay, just to see how they're doing. Cause this is a difficult time of year for everybody in the best yeah. of circumstances, let Absolutely. alone in 2022. So, I mean, just reach out in general yeah. as well. I mean, it's just, because again, we're very, um, this is one of the reasons, that, um, um, this is one of the reasons I um, I want to travel less. I mean, I've kept saying that even before the pandemic, but I'm happy to travel less is because I want my tribe, my London tribe in, in that case, you know, there's, a, there's for instance, this, this friend, Philippe, um, we, we did uni together, very good friend. We lost touch for more than 20 years. Mm. Uh, he went to, I mean, I went to live in Asia, et cetera, as you know, guys, and he went to live in Ecuador. And uh, he moved to London. He lives like 15, uh, 15 minutes away from me. No now. way. Yeah, <laughs> Wimbledon, in Wimbledon, and 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 Marcus uh, and and Camille when he when he's around and Christophe and a few other guys. I mean, I mean you obviously, um, and and I I don't know. I need I need I want to have these moments. Um, 
with uh, surrounded by friends. Not that I don't have, like we, like you do, we have friends all around the world, which sometimes we miss them because we travel less as well. But I think having a tribe is uh, close to you is is important. And yeah. just uh, and sometimes you just, I don't know, you have a bad day and just want to just hang out. You don't even have to talk about it, but it just makes you feel better. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't have a, a recipe or whatever. For me, it just works. But yeah, and reach it out to people. We never know what battles people are fighting. Yeah. So absolutely. just be excellent to each other. That's the the church of Ted and uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thank you yeah. guys for indulging me on that one. No, 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 of course. So guys, yeah, I know. And I, and I know, we know because we're a travel show that for some of you probably, uh, not certainly actually, COVID was uh, the pandemic, the fact that you couldn't travel was, uh, was, was, and probably maybe still is actually something that hurts you maybe as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I don't have a solution for that. Uh, but, you know, having people around you is, is important. So reach out to each other and be excellent to each other. Uh, I think, um, yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, talking about okay, uh, to, since I'm, you know, I usually dedicate the um, the uh, the intro song to Gen Kadai, so I'm going to dedicate the intro song to you this time. <laughs> God, those movies were good. <laughs> yeah, I hope that people are old enough to recognize the song, right? Yeah, Police Academy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> it's like that. I probably haven't heard that music in 15 years, but I knew it instantly. Instantly. Within the first bar, what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tried to find a quote from Hightower or, or what's his name? The, the, the crazy guy with these guns as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tackleberry. Tackleberry. That's Tackleberry. It. Yeah, yeah. Tackleberry. Jeez. But there was, I mean, I mean, first, they've done a lot of stuff on YouTube, but also the quotes are not really one that you can easily. And a few of them, uh, let's put it that way. There's one I really thought about, uh, and then I said, this in the 2022 one might, might not pass as well. <laughs> but I mean, this, this movie is so funny. I actually watched, after we talked last time, I watched the first one again, because I was like, I mean, I need to watch this. And it's so funny, man. It's still so funny. There, yeah. And yeah, there goes. There's five, other, there's five or seven. I think so, at uh, least six or seven. Six or seven. Six or seven. So I have, I've, I've, I've five or six to yet to see. I'll find them streaming somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so again, you'll you'll be back for this intro song for the next time. Um, talking about friendships, uh, uh, I finally, 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 finally met uh, during. Uh, actually, it was during the World Cup, so a few weeks ago. Hakan. So when I say that name, nobody knows who I'm talking about. But he's at LA Flyer. Yeah, um, legend. He was he was in London with his family for holidays. And uh, we went out just to have a few beers. Uh, I think it was a Wednesday afternoon. I know I missed some games. Hakan, I missed some games for you. Wow, that's a big deal. <laughs> Such a good soul, man. Such a good soul. And lots in commons. And, and, and of course, I mean, he's Turk. I'm, I'm, I'm Greek. So, of course, that helps. I mean, there was no fight for the bill uh, because I preempted that by actually opening a tab and then going, you know, I'm going to the loo. Yeah, right. I've already paid for everything. Um, <laughs> because I'm not going to let, let him pay. I said, maybe when I go to LA, I'll, 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 I'll let you pay. Um, and man, the stories, uh, we told him already that we will invite, I mean, we, yeah. we, we're very bad at guests. We will invite him uh, eventually. Uh, but man, the stories, I mean, he works. At, he used to work at Turkish, but also Atlas uh, handling companies, et cetera, et cetera. And he told me some, some stories. I'm not going to obviously, um, you know, spoil them because I think he would be best. One he mentioned though, uh, and I'm not going to tell the entire story because it's super funny, 
But I didn't realize is that he told me that when he was run, uh, working at Turkish, they he was also of course working with Jeddah, the airport of last uh, time. By the way, thank you guys for all the very good feedback. Yes. Uh, that apparently. Not only people were uh, were um, leaving, you know, um, when they were doing the pilgrimage, whichever pilgrimage it was, they were not only taking water, but they were taking rocks. Apparently, oh, you, there are holy rocks that you keep, and that would create massive issues with the load Wait, of yeah, the aircraft. Oh he has a great story about that, but I'm not going to spoil it because I think he needs to to, uh, to say it. Um, snow, snow. Um, I think that's why we'll start. Uh, I mean, you went to the snow, but I mean, we had the snow here in the okay, UK. And you were not, you were not here. I well, sort of. Yeah, I think I think we 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 left right as it was starting to uh, make itself known, and then when we came back, boy, was it here. Oh, okay. This yeah, because this, it's a yeah, it's a rare event. It re yeah, but it, is it though? Is it? No, but I mean, I no no no. We no, act no. like it. What is. I mean, I only have twelve years of. It's 12 years I've been here. I mean, and, and probably also in Europe in general, the weather patterns have changed. It used to be that kids would have snow all the time. I mean, of course, I was born in Switzerland, so I guess it's part of the cliche, but I've heard friends of mine telling me the same thing here, and it's less. However, the UK is very legendary, especially the south of the UK, of not being able to handle that. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, was, I, was, I was joking with you, like probably Heathrow would be closed for five months now because they had like a 10 centimeters of snow. It, it, well, I mean... This is an, a lot of snow in a short period of time. I'll give I'll give us that. But yeah, every time this happens, it's like it's never happened, <laughs> you know. And I think it's compounded by kind of industrial action in in other, yeah, in a lot of different industries that are, uh, which is kind of unprecedented. Not industrial action in this country, but just all of them happening at once, at which has point. made it feel a lot more uh, profound. Yeah, but yeah, and and it's always funny to me. To see especially how people drive because oh basically they've goodness. they've not been trained to drive. So I'm not going to be just saying they don't know how to drive. They've probably not been trained to drive under the you, revving with their snow makes no sense at all. I saw people like on the street next to me like revving like mad trying to get. I'm like this is not going to work. Guys. No. Uh, I mean, of course, there's no like winter tires in in in, in this country, um, uh, which is very strange, especially in the north. I mean, I mean, in the south I would get, but in the north I would say. It would make sense anyway. Nobody cares about uh, cars and snow now. But yeah, so did you have an issue actually coming back? There was no Heathrow issue, or were you flying from uh, we Gatwick? Um, coming well, it's uh, the funny thing is, is coming back no is fine. Um, although the landing was pretty sporting, I feel like maybe we didn't have all of the grip that the pilot was hoping for. Oh, talking talking about that. Uh, um, so I I. I evidently went out. It was not, I mean, you know, it was not during the night, guys. It was wonderful. I went out, and the, the next morning I went out to go to, to my gym, and I'm like, you know, I'm Swiss. I'm used to this, right? And um, I have grip. Yeah, well, I fell. I have bruises. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and the biggest bruise is probably my ego, obviously, because I was like, I got this. And I, I think after, you know, I've left Switzerland like more than 15 years ago, whatever more. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I lost the ability. So uh, I'm also like the UK. I don't know how to handle snow anymore. Because <laughs> oh, my God. It's my hurt. My, my leg still hurts uh, two days later. But it's fine. I'm, nothing broken. But really, I was like, 
like a like a cartoon, you know, floom, oh, no. like uh, completely Ouch. flat. And I was like, my, what just happened here? I thought I was good at this. Um, <laughs> so, so you went to snow. We'll start with that. Although we said last time we we're going to talk about Florence, but that's going to be in the second part because we'll, we'll start with that. You went to the Nordics where they probably know how to handle snow. They do. Gosh, they really, they, they have it all figured out, don't they? I mean, you, you kind of have to in that part of the world, but it all, I was thinking, oh, how are we going to get from here to there? Oh, wait, I'm in a country that is <laughs> completely versed and equipped to deal with all of this. What am I, what am I, what am I, will this be open? Of course it's going to be open. <laughs> it's not, it's not apocalyptic like it is here. Yeah, you, you know, it's even, sorry to interrupt, but it's even like there were friends of mine in Germany and Switzerland that were kind of a bit mocking, obviously, what was happening in London because we we're seeing the images like, like, you know, because you go to either these countries, probably the Nordics as well, uh, but especially other the in these countries, as soon as there's a little bit of snow, all the roads are cleared. Mm. There's a whole system that goes into place. And then I have a friend from Canada. Um, no, that's not the one I wanted. No, that's not, where is it? The one that no. You've never been to Canada? <laughs> there you go. So I wasn't paying attention to my buttons. I changed them yesterday. Of course, now I don't know. I didn't label them. Um, a friend from Canada was telling me, you remove the snow when there's only 10 centimeters? We just go out and it's fine. Nothing is closed unless it's like one meter and it's like, uh, you know, minus 30 Celsius. So, um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's very dependent on where you come from. So I, the Nordics, obviously. It's fu and it's funny because I know that in, I don't, I th maybe they have this in the US, certainly in Canada. In fact, I do. I think the Northeast of the US, they have this where, I don't know if it's the law, but it's certainly protocol that you sweep and de-ice the pavement in front of your house as well. Yeah. But I, I thought that the UK had like, they used to do this. I think, I, th I think in my council, my neighborhood, whatever, there used to be grit available and people would just take, yeah. you know, the stuff and just put it. But yeah, nobody does. I, our sidewalks in, in where I live were lethal uh, for that. And I was, I, it, you know, it is what it is. And it, you no, know, it is what be it careful. Is, exactly. But it just reminded me, I was like, isn't there a thing where you're supposed to? Yeah, in Switzerland, we tend to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, again, we're just, it's not something we're used to. And I can, I, yeah. I can understand why people just freeze, literally and figuratively. That was so bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So uh, you flew, but that, 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 not only you flew to the Nordics, but how you flew, I want to hear, because yeah. that was surprising when you told me which airline you chose to go there. I was like, what? Yeah, it was funny because I had a I had an obligation in Oslo that was very brief, and frankly, I could have done it from, from anywhere. But I thought, why don't we, because... My wife had never been to Scandinavia, nice, uh, or or in the Nordics anywhere, and I just thought, well, let's let's just, you know, look around, see what else we can do, and uh, I started to piece something together, and, and I I looked at flights to Oslo, and all of the normal players were there: BA, uh, Finnair via via Helsinki, uh, EasyJet, I think to an extent, obviously SAS, Nor SAS Norwegian, all of those guys. Um, they were quite expensive. The the flag carriers in fact very expensive to the point where i just they came very low on the list of uh, uh on google flights uh and then norwegian of course were there but i saw at the very very top of the list norse atlantic yes we used both to be spammed by them on our 
feeds yeah spam these nights but just oh, they no, were targeting us they were lot. really try- they were trying very hard and i i don't know why but i almost developed kind of like a brand blindness to them because and and, and it's, they did nothing wrong and i i i don't know what was happening perhaps it was overexposure like you say but i had been looking at some flights to the us for early next year for some work obligations and they kept popping up as a way to get to yeah, New because York. I think they're, they're they're clearly trying to be the new Norwegian, right? Well, that's interesting. They're, I mean, they're not provenance. exactly, but they have a lot of yeah, ties. Yeah. Even like some of the, the execs are like 100%. ex-Norwegians and stuff. They were born out of it. There's some kind of related controversy there about, about Norse. But I, I'd always sort of skipped over it going, eh, I've been here before. Are they yeah. reliable? Are they going to last? And all of that stuff. And this was two or three months ago. And then when I saw it, it was it was incredibly cheap to get from London to Oslo one way Wow! compared to the other guys. It was like 50 US dollars. And when I went on their website and had to poke around to go in their premium cabin, which I'll talk about, was only like another 25 bucks. And I was like, mm. well, for yeah. science. So, yeah. <laughs> we should go. so I booked it and thought, okay, well, we'll, I don't. I have no expectations. I don't know what the situation at Gatwick will be like. I, I, do they even have an app? What? I, and this was, I booked it four days before we were due to fly. Oh wow! And I thought it doesn't really matter if the whole bottom falls out of this because there's a bunch of different Norwegian go to Oslo five yeah, times a day. It'll be, always, I'm not. Yeah, it, it's not the end of the world. So we drove to to Gatwick. Um, they operate out of the South Terminal. Okay. And obviously, the last time I was at Gatwick was the was the whaling odyssey. So I still have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth from that airport and yeah. that terminal. But you can't check in online, or you can do the all of the, the data entry, but you can't get a boarding pass yet. Okay. And I had read one mile at a time, and a few other people who had been on the inaugurals and the others saying they they weren't able to do it. But the website, no errors, very easy to use give all the inf- passport information and everything like that. And they said, you need to go to the airport to uh, to collect your boarding pass. Okay, that's fine. They had a dedicated desk for premium passengers. Mm-hmm. They were operating a flight to New York, I think at the, around the same time as our flight to Oslo. That was the vast majority of people. But there was like two parties of three ahead of us. So as in uh, a direct to New York? They have a direct... So they're model is Norwegian. Norwegian. Long exactly, haul. Right. That's Low like cost long haul. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And as you said, they are born from the ashes of no of, of Norwegian long haul. Their CEO was the former chairman of Norwegian. Exactly. There's a lot there's of, like I think four or f- three or four execs yeah. in total that have minority stakes in the company. Yeah, their operating certificate was sort of and funding structure and Slots. I even think, but I'm not sure that I could be wrong, because I even think that some, the plans to, they were to take on Dreamliners to go to these transatlantic routes, and the lesser is obviously the same than Norwegian, and actually the planes that they were taking were the ones that used to be for Norwegian, because Norwegian doesn't do those anymore. Yeah. So probably, I didn't check on air fleets and all that. No, that's 100% true. The, the plane we flew on was X. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. and you could tell as soon as you got on, but it's, <laughs> but it's interesting because they, 
they kind of sprung up out of nowhere. I started flying only in June. And this London-Oslo route is temporary to maintain some slots. It's not something they're going to maintain long haul. Oh. They truly believe that Oslo is a great position for not only North Atlantic routes, but also to Northern Asia, which Finnair have already yeah. validated that model. Hopefully, when things calm down and Russian overflight becomes normal once again, they will be able to realize that. But in the meantime, they're maintaining these slots, which is great because you, you get a chance to do what I did. Um, and the one thing that struck me immediately was how friendly everybody was. The check-in agents were overwhelmingly friendly uh, and kind and patient. And and I was just really the person who kind of ushered you and they were overstaffed. So they had people. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it was unnecessary, but very welcome. So they had people standing at the entrance to the check-in area and these were these were managed clearly managers because they had their walkie-talkies and their they looked well you know there's one person in uniform one person not in uniform making sure you go in the right place the check-in agent really friendly to the people in front of us who had an issue with the amount of bags or a buggy or something but there was i was impressed i'm sure it'll wear off it always does when you try and scale these operations but the, the check-in process for us as we were hand luggage only and just getting our boarding passes was uh, just, I mean, it took 30 seconds. Um, very, very, very friendly, very prompt. You you get, although they don't specifically advertise it either on the boarding pass or part of the process, premium security at Gatwick, which when nice. you go upstairs in the south terminal is, is just mm-hmm. to, to the left there, and that was all fine. Gatwick was busy. For a Thursday kind of lunchtime. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, the numbers show that uh, we're still not 2019, but it's picking up. Yeah. It was a, there was a, there was a comforting hustle and bustle, but I, you know, that we have said early on in this podcast that from a security and operations perspective, Gatwick is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. They, they do good I, work. I love it. I understand that it's not as premium as Heathrow in the way that we think about it. And it's true that some of the amenities are not, but I like the fact that it's just, you know, automated fast, fast, fast. Yeah, it yeah just like, works. and people, you know, you, you go into the, the security area with a boarding pass, but there was somebody waiting there saying, if you've got a problem, come over here. And into security, people directing you to these queues mm-hmm. at the belt. Yeah. Somebody at the thing sort of corralling all of the, the trays so that Very you're efficient. not just, yeah, I was impressed. You, you get through there. And, you know, I, I bitched a lot about Gatwick South Terminal last time, which was Welling. It was a summer, was it? Yeah, exactly. I think it was spring. Jeez. Was it not? Something like that. Tempest okay. Fugit. Uh, well, they've clearly realized they're not getting a new terminal. They're not getting a terminal expansion anymore, but they are going to have to be up to 80, 85% capacity, maybe even more because they're so more, much more leisure based than Heathrow is. So there are big areas that are, are, blocked off completely where there used to be like you know where the mcdonald's used to be yeah i used i, I saw that actually last time as well yeah. they're cl- they're they're extending that back and they're mm-hmm. building more restaurants yes. and shops and all of that to accommodate that that change in strategy temporary hopefully change in strategy but things were open there weren't nearly as many queues we tried our luck at the number one lounge through my priority pass and the fella there 
said, unless you've got a booking, we can't. He was very apologetic, very kind. I expected it having been on this particular rodeo three so four meaning times. norse doesn't offer norse does not offer lounge access, lounge access. Uh, and you don't you, you don't even over have you overheard if they were to do that for the u.s because maybe they said i don't cold. that's a great question i don't believe so because i looked at the, the the premium page on their website about what was included and what was not included my guess is that it will become something that they offer because you you kind of have to but they, the guy said, and again, very friendly, really sorry. If you try over the way, the My Lounge is accepting walk-ins. And I was like, what the hell is the My Lounge? Yeah, I've seen it. I've never been in. Me too. I'd seen it and thought, it's <laughs> never been open. It's some kind of social experiment. <laughs> what the hell is... So I go over there, and sure enough, they're accepting walk-ins. Oh. They have clearly only just reopened because... There was a lot of sort of procedural uh, slowness. They were trying to figure out systems, and every time somebody threw them a curveball on a coupon or a voucher or a guest, it took a manager to come over and, and patiently walk the person through, when this happens, you need to press X, Y, and Z. No one was kicking up a fuss. It happens. Yeah. And the lounge was, I, it was, it was small. It's, it's across the, the concourse from the number one lounge. Yeah, uh, it, small, very nice, beautifully lit, and uh, you know, lovely, fr comfortable furniture. Uh, pretty, pretty busy because it was small. I didn't have any of the food, but the food looked way better than most lounges that I've been in lately. Uh, all well tended, well served, well, well kind of presented. They had most importantly. And most revolutionarily, in a lounge, a nacho cheese dispenser, <laughs> which, as far as I'm concerned, is a game-changing amenity in a lounge. I mean, if, that's awesome. if, if I go to a lounge and they don't have one, it's getting negative points from me because that's yeah, so cool. This big freaking thing, like like a vent, like a soda vending machine that you uh, unmanned, so I could put nacho cheese on whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, natural cheese on my Coca Cola. Yeah, I could have. Uh, so people were not taking advantage of this, which I thought was borderline <laughs> criminal. But it was. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, it was it was a, it was a tidy little lounge, made outstanding not just by its nacho cheese dispenser, but by the fact that it had an outdoor area. Oh no way! Yeah, a small outdoor area that overlooked the parking area where the heavies are that's so very cool yeah and it was okay, minus, that would entice me to yeah, try yeah. it uh, it's totally it was, it was absolutely worth it for me and it was minus four but i did sit out there for a while yeah. because i hate myself no matter, no matter um i like actually i like i don't know how the weather was that day but i it was for a few days in a row i mean still minus five this morning celsius guys but it's so uh, i love when it's crisp cold exactly what and bl blue skies it was I love that crystal clear Crisp, beautiful morning, and so wonderful. Megan thought I was insane, but I went and sat out there for 15, 20 minutes. Interestingly, she's from California, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that because you know she's <laughs> Californian when it's convenient, but went to university in Colorado when it's also convenient. Oh, there you go. Oh, see, yeah. she shouldn't know better. Yeah. So she, no, I well, she does know better, which is why she didn't go outside. Um, but interestingly, so you have this sort of rectangular, long, shallow space with chairs and tables. 
Mm-hmm. But in the in this maybe a quarter of that towards the back was the smoking area. There's a smoking area? Yeah. I mean, holy cow. Uh, As in, I know there is, I mean, so guys, for context, in the UK, you're not allowed to smoke indoors. Anyway. Full point. I mean, there's nothing. There was for a while, I mean, there is still a smoking section on T4, uh, Terminal 4 at Ethro. You go downstairs, uh, probably near, I forgot. Uh, you can you cannot see it on the map, but basically if you, you go downstairs twice and you arrive outdoors, there's no view. You, you have a view on a road and that's a smoking area. And I've heard, but I've never been, I've heard, uh, because as you know, guys, I used to be a smoker and now it's more occasional. I, there was, um, there was apparently for a while, there was a smoking lounge at tea. Four? No, sorry, T3. For Japanese. I, mm. I've heard that story so many times. I don't know if it's apocryphal, but basically, I, in, um, sorry, in Gatwick, I didn't know there was... Um, oh. Yeah, and you can only get there if it... Cause it's, and I only discovered it because I was sitting out there futzing with my, with my phone, um, and these guys came out, and they, they were like pulling out cigarettes. And I'm like, all I could think about was... The Virgin Atlantic Clubhouse exactly. in T3 has yes. this outdoor area, which was my oasis. I, I relied on that but place. But you cannot smoke. You it's cannot forbidden. smoke. In fact, somebody smoked up there, caught the AstroTurf on fire. Yeah, I think, yeah. And it was closed for two years. <laughs> That's true. And, and I, yeah, I was pissed. I was really, really angry about that because I loved that. that, that well, it wasn't... That's weird that they would allow... Yeah. To have a so I, they came out and they started, they started like, and I'm like, guys, you can't, what are you doing? There's a big freaking, <laughs> and I wasn't a dick about it. I was kind of no, like no, making no, exactly. a joke with them. Like, there's a big no smoking sign. And they're like, oh my God. And they and then they said, but they just told us there was a smoking area. So we get up and we're all, all three of us looking around. I'm like, look, it's back here. And I was like, it's a little hidden area. And I was like, this is, this is wow. crazy. And so we, you know, we, we spent the rest of the time chatting and they yeah. were actually funnily enough on the same flight. And we were, you know, they were asking because I've been to Oslo three or four times. What we should do there, but again, I was impressed by the. La- I think I got in on. I think I got in on my Amex actually, and not on Priority Pass. But I'll have to double check that. Either way, I was impressed. If if it's not too crowded, I, I would definitely. No, I'll try for it. the views and for being able to be outside and yeah. seeing the oh, heavies. Totally worth having it. an outdoor area when you can actually see planes because some of these outdoor areas. You just see nothing. It's just a bit sad. Yeah, it is a bit sad. And, and and there are so many lounges. I would say the majority of lounges these days are boxes. with Yeah, boxes. With exactly. no Especially windows. Gatwick. We said last time they are on top of each other. You have um, Emirates. Uh, there's Virgin. There's uh, one, number one. There's BA. Is it at the same time? I forgot. Yeah. They, none of them have a view. No. it's I, I, to, So to have yeah. a view is a little bit of a treasure. As yeah, and simply have daylight as well. So yeah. oh. <laughs> you know? And then you had fresh air. So I was imp- I was impressed. I would go back. I didn't. My, That's good. So I did something that I have never, ever, ever done in my life, and I was I realized it somewhere on the M25. Out of silence, I just said, "I forgot my cables." <laughs> I left my entire your pouch? charging brick oh. with. All, my my phone charger, my laptop charger, my watch, and and my head. It's got four. I never, ever, 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 ever leave, leave the, the house. house without that. That's post-pandemic, man. We tend to do these mistakes. Yeah, I could not ah. chalk it up to anything. And I, 
I was so angry at myself because I never do that. So I had to leave the airport or the lounge early and go spend a, a criminal amount of money. At uh, Dixon's, right? Is it Dixon's? Dixon's or In Motion or whatever the hell it was, buying... Yeah, I had to do that one oh, long time ago. I, I, I bought the power bank. Yeah. The power bank was like the most expensive power bank I ever bought. It was more than a Swiss watch or something. It was. Yeah, I bought it nonetheless because I needed one. And they, but, do, yeah. they do it to prey on dumbasses like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't do that again. So I didn't have that much time in the lounge, but it was all that was that was needed. And you we, you have that long pier of 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 gates for the for the heavies, and there was a BA flight going to uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. Oh wow! Um, then the the JFK flight that I was mentioning. The other way you, you didn't tell us what aircraft were you on. To go well, on. yeah. So you walk up, and there's this beautiful. Gleaming Dreamliner seven eight. You have a Dreamliner for Oslo. Yeah, so it's they only oh, had. Because when earlier you said I wasn't a, I thought maybe you mentioned a seven thirty eight because Norwegian also had those. Oh wow, a Dreamliner. Yeah, so oh, they cool. they they have these beautiful Dreamliners that they that they use to go to Fort Lauderdale, and maybe Tampa as well. And these are direct oh, to Oslo. Nice. And then you have this nice. New York London leg as well, and these these beautiful, off white shimmering airplanes with um light blue nacelles on the engine and then this this it almost looks like a sort of oman air empennage and tail except yeah. without the gold or yellow whatever they want to call it and then this beautiful this tail it's what i've heard is that the tail is a uh, what did they what was it i heard that i think was it an article the tail is a reminiscence of that old viking ship yes that they preserved somewhere in norway i think i went visited when i went to norway like a long long time ago and actually it's the empennage or whatever i think something i don't know it's beautiful i mean the, yeah. the airplanes are are very attractive um and the you know the again like you get to the you get you know how at gatwick for those of you that, that, that don't know gatwick has a reasonably unusual process of you You go up to the the gate and they check you in at the at the gate, but you're you go into this big pen area that you can't leave before boarding. So you don't do yeah, the, the boarding you pass wait, check. You know, um, holding area, yeah. in a way. But right as you board, like you would sort of traditionally, for want of a better word, which is fine. You get a beautiful view of the air, of the airplane. It became very clear that this was not going to be a full flight at all. There may be. A hundred people on the in the in the waiting area for for a Dreamliner, but you, I walked up to the lady at the at the, the gate, and she was just beaming. She was just bouncing in such a happy mood, and she just kept. And I thought, is it me because I, you know, I was in a good mood, and we were just feeding. No, every single person in front of me, and I was watching her. Like this was just somebody who was in a good happy mood, and I thought, wow, that it really does make such a difference. Yeah, because it's it's it's. I was about to use a a word that has been overused during the pandemic, but it's epidemic. I mean, if somebody, if oh, everybody, you know, sure. there's a mood. If 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 people are smiling, you kind of tend to smile back. I mean, yeah. There's a thing. It was that, right? contagious, and and everybody around her was was the same. And there were people whose you know boarding passes didn't match their blah blah blah. It didn't matter. There were there was enough people again. Well, I say overstaffed. Maybe I mean. Correctly staffed and not <laughs> yeah, because we've been used so to having used to, cuts yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, they, I think it was a very thing, and then eventually they just said, you know, board at your leisure, because there weren't <coughs> weren't that oh. many people. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. 
And it's a, you know you, you step on on board and again friend, friendly people um, very interesting mix of, of of ethnicities among the the flight the, the cabin crew they've obviously recruited from across the globe um, lots of different languages they have the same thing that a lot of the Southeast Asian languages do and, and actually the ME three where on their name tag it says it has the flags of the languages that they speak and there was a lot of Latin Japanese uh, obviously the the Scandinavian languages English French German. Um, Chinese. Uh, it was very, very impressive. I mean, there's two things there. One, we know that people in the Nordics tend to learn more languages yeah, than yeah, yeah. Uh, ever, but also simply they're preparing probably for a larger network. Yeah, it makes maybe. complete sense. And also, I it think does. they're bringing in established uh, cabin crew culture as well, good. Um, which I think is very important as opposed to building it from the ground up. But you step on board and it's, and it's obviously an ex-Norwegian plane. They've got those those gray seats. Oh. The the yeah. cabin, the premium cabin, uh, had the, the sort of premium economy recliner seats, the leather recliner yes. seats with a fixed armrest. Um, yeah, that's the one I flew on. It's probably... Yeah, I, I mean, sure I, would, I should, I should yeah. have posted some, some pictures. No, that's that fine, but I'm, I'm looking around. pretty sure that I understand which one. Yeah, it is, and so. it's, 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 it's beautiful. They had like these framed prints of... Of the the fjords and all of that stuff, just to to stay on brand. By the time we actually were all on board, I think there may have been ten of us in the cabin, which was which was big. It was a big big cabin. Nice. They had pull out IFE, fairly basic moving map, all of that type of thing. And what? <laughs> so I, we were we were looking around, and our departure time comes and goes, and the. The cabin crew. There was three captains on the flight deck. They introduced wow. themselves, and all, all three of them were captains. So I, either it was familiarization or or whatever. They didn't they didn't explain, but they said we're just waiting. The plane has has arrived from New York. It's been on the ground for a while. Therefore, in the interests of flight safety, we need to de-ice. Oh. Uh, but apparently, we're next in the queue, so we shouldn't be that much longer. Something that is a science in the Nordics, it seems more like an, you know. Um. Well, it was after about 20 minutes, the captain comes back on and he's sort of, you can hear the incredulity in his voice of, <laughs> he said, well, we're still waiting because apparently there is only one person at Gatwick who knows how to use the de-icing rig and nobody can find him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I laughed. Uh, the alchemist. Yeah. Where's the yeah, alchemist? He's like, Nobody can find. Nobody you need to mix the product to the ice. Yeah. We don't know. Nobody's seen him since 1976. And, you know, <laughs> but, and you could see, uh, you know, other airplanes and you could see a de-icing rig appear and then disappear as they were. Eventually, uh, they come and they de-ice the airplane, which, which still, to me, is fun to watch. It's, it's really. I love it. It's really cool to see, you know, it's kind of like this cherry picker, scissor lift kind of, nah, I don't know, I think it's a scissor lift, I don't know what they're called, but yeah. it's got a kind of Star Wars-esque cannon on the front yes. of it, and they're spraying the airplane down, and I was like, I bet that's damn good fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do it. I would too. I would totally do a training for a day and actually DIY the Oh, man, I think it must be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure it's cold, hard. Oh yeah, for sure. Work and and, uh, of, of course, don't make light of the, the, the work that's essential as well. But it must be, if it's not your job, you do it one day, like, oh. shh, like, 
Yeah. Open fire. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it was. It was neat. So eventually, they they got all that squared away. But meanwhile, while while we were waiting, being the kind of the curious cat that I am, I started like, I wonder if they've got an inflamed magazine. I wonder if there's a menu in here. And I'm. I, I know where you're going with this because you told me. I pull out. Amazing. Uh, you know, the safety car. I'm looking at it like, oh, that's neat. And they've got um, a menu. Did they have a menu? Yeah, they did have the menu in there. And then I was like, what is this? This is kind of cheap. The whole like in-flight magazine or something or whatever this is, is like just photocopied paper stapled together in the top left-hand corner. This is ridiculous. I pull it out and it's not. It is the North Atlantic Operational Information Guide. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm looking at this going, uh, feel like maybe <laughs> I'm not supposed to have this. And I open yeah. it up and I... No, they knew, they knew that Alexander, I, they, the Avgeek, yeah, would, yeah, they planned would be that it sit on to, that seat. I'm looking and it's got like departure, like really, really intensely detailed operational information i don't i mean Amazing. no confidential stuff i wouldn't imagine. i didn't really like study i was like this looks like something that shouldn't be here yeah yeah clearly i mean yeah uh <laughs> do, do you think do you think maybe it was like some crew that 100 sat there and forgot yeah right 100 and i don't think there's any there's certainly nothing in there that would have compromised safety or any security or anything like that but i we were still on the ground we were obviously going to be there for a while because the 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 de-icing rig had not reached us yet so i we were in row five <laughs> The cockpit door was open, so I just walked up and knocked on Sora, and I said, I feel like maybe I shouldn't have this in my seat pocket, and they looked at it like, okay, thank you very much, and took it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was, that is what it is. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the flight, once we did get underway, I think they gave us a little bit of a shortcut, because there was a BA 777 blocking one of the taxiways, which they... Mm -hmm. There was nothing wrong with it. It was they were just doing their checklists, and we had already done ours when we pushed back. It would seem, so we went around it, took off, and the the service was brisk. I would say there was it wasn't um, overly fun. And they came through with a with a a tray a trolley, and I looked at the menu and thought pretty pretty certain here that it's going i'm gonna to have to pay for all this it's fine i'm starving yeah uh i can i have i think oh they have their own beer they have their own oh, co-branded wow. beer no way i was like oh i gotta get that norwegian beer i was a norwegian beer from a norwegian nice. brewery with the norse atlantic uh logo on it nice i gotta get that and i'll get a snack and i said how much do i eat? And like oh no no it's it's, it's free for passengers and premium and that and i was thinking right. a amazing b yeah. didn't do a great job of explaining that either in the menu or over the pa um, oh yeah yeah they should yeah but i think they eventually figured it out and you know before you or maybe they want to keep the ambiguity so well they may also be you know t <laughs> testing people's reactions as well yeah. i think yeah just going oh you yeah. know people will will they yeah. will they fetch about it or, or will they just be like oh, okay well you know it was 50 bucks to go on this flight so i can't really complain yeah exactly right um, yeah so yeah wow. i mean the, the, the ife is a nice big i think it's panasonic system that pops out of the the armrest yeah. reasonably limited content but they had a not a moving map but they had flight information yeah which is kind of really all i need um the airplane had a wi-fi antenna on top but it was not in any way turned on. 
Okay. Which is fine. Maybe they do it on the long haul. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. I don't remember. I was trying just. This is why I was lingering. I'm trying to remember whether or not Norwegian had any Wi-Fi. I'm not sure, and I, also whether or not they had any moving map. I'm not sure. But I mean, I've flown. It's been forever, man. It's been, I think, 2016. Last time I've flown long haul from I think it was New York to London yeah. with uh, Norwegian. So I can't recall. I did it. Uh, it's somewhere in an episode, guy. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> look it up, I, I can't remember either. Now. But I was a fan of theirs, and I was happy to see this this model coming back. Oh, by the way, just a small parenthesis here. I don't know if you've if you've read the EU is will be allowing 5G in aircrafts next year which means you'll be able to keep your phone on and make even phone calls, although that, that one will be, of course, the airline will be the ones deciding if they will want to allow phone calls or not. But 5G, I, I mean, I don't know if 5G is able to keep up with the speed of the aircraft, but yeah, because so I guess even with a Wi-Fi, maybe. That's how the initial Virgin America Wi-Fi implementation where it was ground-based. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's a mix. I mean, I've heard, I mean, let's not go there, but I think I've heard, depending on the routes, there's a mix of satellites, sometimes ground, whatever. But anyway, it's interesting that the EU would just allow that. So that wouldn't mean that uh, on maybe Norse, I mean, the UK is not part of the EU, so I don't know what's going to be there, but uh, maybe Norse will allow 5G. I don't know how it will work. Again, if it actually connects to anything when you're going that far. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know how that works either, but uh, it'll be, yeah, we'll see. yeah it's, a, we'll it's see. a good development, I think, as long as you can't use yeah, different phone calls. So. But at least it means you don't have to shut your phone anymore. Yeah. That, that is gone. Yeah, now that they've kind of figured that whole thing out, because it was sending 777s the wrong way for a while, wasn't it, when they landed? <laughs> 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 anyway, well, yeah, so, I mean, the rest of the flight was pretty uneventful, very easy, very, very comfortable. Landed at Oslo on time. Well, actually not on time. We're about half an hour late in the end. That so, guys, we did Oslo. I mean, you'll tell us what you thought, but we did Oslo because I looked it up. In 2016, episode 32, that's when either Alex or Art described Oslo, might have been both of us. So how was it this time? Yeah, it's, it, it's such a beautiful place, country, region to land in in twilight when the snow is yes. on the ground. And the, yes. And actually, it's yes. funny, when, you la when you're just like many other airlines, when you're landing in the hours of darkness, they turned on all, all of the, the cabin lights. But yes. then on Norse, they turn on the disco lights. And there was what? this phenomenal rainbow like movement going all the way up and down the entire length of the cabin. No from, way. You know, from from what from the entire length of the airplane. Kind of no yeah, this way. on Finnair on the three fifties, they have this northern lights <laughs> Yes, northern lights type of yeah. Which is correct. really slow moving, looks like the northern lights, you know, it, throughout the flight. This was not that. This was like <laughs> Going, it was super cool. I I got a little bit of it on film, but but not not anything. It was it was a, it was a very nice. neat effect uh, for the last <laughs> I don't know ten minutes of the. That's flight. what allowed the Dreamliner. It also through fifties allowed you could play with that. It was not that many airlines do though, which is a bit sad. Yeah, it's it brings such a character to the yes to the. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of inconsequential. Right? It's the last ten minutes of the flight. Go nuts, you know. <laughs> It's not going to ruin the flight for me one way or another, or make it better. But it was it was a nice, if, you know, fun little little Easter egg almost. And you you know you you glide into to Oslo Airport, and I think next to us was an, was another Norse plane and a and a Qatar plane, and right. the whole ramp was 
covered in a, maybe like an inch of snow. And so you just felt, even though we weren't outside, that the whole place was just quiet and calm. Yeah, that's what I love about snow, man. Me too. It's just I mean, when it, when it snowed, but we started at the top of the show in London, that's exactly for a little while, because of course nothing stays here. The city was super quiet because even the cars, you know, there's less probably, but also simply the fact that, you know, the tires go on the snow. It's oh, it's so a lovely, quiet. lovely noise. And I just, oh, it was a, a yeah. very peaceful arrival into, into the city. The airport, the terminal that we were in was clearly the sort of international terminal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was... That's probably the one I've... Went yeah, it's well very on. new, beautiful. It was quiet. I think we must have been the last flight coming in for a while. And you're, you know, you no queue at immigration. You're very through very, very quickly. Uh, that, that that airport is, that airport is, is wonderful. Is very cool. If I do remember, since you mentioned earlier, if I do remember correctly, that airport has a smoking and it's outdoors and it's minus 20. Yeah. <laughs> <You're getting smokers. laughs> yeah. Now it's a great, it's a very, very nice airport. It's a beautiful yeah. airport. I love you're it. through, the train station is right there in the terminal. Uh, it's... You jump on the the airport train, the flutor get fly to get, and you're there in 20 minutes, and it's just just super easy. But it was I was impressed with North Atlantic. I wish them the best. I anybody who's putting price pressure on the cartel across the Atlantic is okay by me. We always said that we need competition. Yeah. It was nice to have Norwegian that didn't work. So it's nice to have others, and I think there's others as well. I think Iceland is also creating another. There was another yeah. one. There's uh, the Wow Play. Wow, I yeah. I don't know where I didn't. Know, I don't know what where that went because i think wow's I gone yeah. plays yeah i think back. So. but there's another one also with a name like super hip whatever short i think oh God, I anyway yeah it's just uh yeah the sun has but come I'm out happy. yeah my good. camera is freaking out because i had the all my camera settings for like darkness like your room and the sun is coming through my window now my camera's like what's yeah, Alex, happening yeah. Alex is under a nuclear wind like explosion right now. That's actually, if you've seen if you've seen Terminator, just before everything just wipes out LA, that's exactly how Alex looks. Yeah, right now. and He's even if I turn white. over my turn off my my big light, it doesn't really make that much of a difference because the sunlight don't is worry. like pouring in, and I'm not going to get up. We haven't started, guys, and we don't know if we we'll ever start to to not stream, but to actually record the video and put it on YouTube. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, I take uh, the, the, the software we're using takes random screenshots, which I use, you've seen them on social. And sometimes they're really boring screenshots. I hope this time they will be better. Yeah, well, you'll probably <laughs> see me with my face melting. Yeah, it's gonna be very uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna maybe go on, on Photoshop and try to <laughs> reduce yeah. the exposure. It's all set up for exactly the same kind of environment that you're in, but you know what, I'd rather- Yeah, I've, I've, I've put down the, the blinds, especially because it's uh, Thursday, Thursday morning, where, and you probably guys have heard it because we mentioned that in another episode, the, the garbage men were, were here. Oh, they make yeah. a lot of noise. Same on, they do it on the same day <laughs> as me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, so I was impressed by them. I, I, I wish them the best. It was a heck of a, of a deal. It seemed like, why wouldn't we? New, new. And I love as well the fact that what you said, and that was the case for Norwegian and a few other, I love the fact that you can get just a one way yes. and you don't have to deal with going like both ways. Guys, other airlines, I get it, stop with that nonsense, right? I, I love to have these open jaw, these, yeah, yeah. anyway. It, I will try them. Definitely. I would I would recommend Thanks. it. I think I'm going to the East Coast of the US next month. They are now going to be another option available to me. That's next year as oh, well. No, next year, next month, Ugh, <laughs> here we are. But yeah, I was, I was impressed. And we did we did two other legs on the flight, which I, I'll just 
briefly mention we did um Oslo to Stockholm on uh, SAS. Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> Which was... Uh, because uh, when I flew to Oslo the last time, I think I flew to Oslo to then go to New York, and I flew... Was it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I flew with SAS, and that was bad. I mean, not bad, but kind of civil servant mentality, exactly the opposite of what you just mentioned about Norse people being super happy and joyful and helpful. Nobody cared. And uh, even though I was in business class, nobody cared. And I was like, why do I pay that amount of money? And it seemed they were going on strike in the middle of the flight. I mean, really, I, I was not a fan. I'm sorry if anyone works at SAS, but nah, it was not great. I, I felt the same. It was all, um, I mean, the plane was brand new. It was a, it was a 320neo. Okay. Brand, brand, beautiful looking airplane, and yeah, but the, the 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 service was pretty kind of basic. Everything, but that was a very short yeah, flight, like though, right? Fifty minutes at yeah. most. Um, and we went to the I can't remember the name of the lounge, but it's not the SAS one. So you go upstairs at Oslo Airport, which again, like that whole, it's so well apportioned, well appointed, I agree. great restaurants. Because it's a very it's a surprisingly busy and big airport, but it's it you know great restaurants, great shops, uh, great kind of coffee and bakery, not not the normal garbage that we're all used to at airports. But the lounge is also <laughs> really really good. I'd been there three or four times. I got in there using I think my again my Amex, and beautiful views over a quiet part of the airport. Um, phenomenal food, all kind of salad bari, but really really fresh and uh, but the. It was uh, self-boarding, so you just okay. tap your thing yeah. and it lets you through. Yeah. It's very Nordic, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's efficient. I like right. it. And I think, you know... I like it as well. It just, it just works. There's no mess. Yeah, there's no mess. People. It's very easy. And I we, we got on board. People are very behaved as well, probably to help. People were very behaved. Yeah, we, we were lucky that we had um, the seat. It wasn't a very busy flight, so we had the seat between us empty. We we're in, in economy. It's basically the same as all of the other European carriers, and there's no real premium cabin, which is fine. <laughs> seems seems simple, but yeah, into into to Stockholm Airport and the same kind of that that airport is a little less um, yeah modern, or at least the terminal that we went in and out. I agree. Out of the four, Orlando. if I include uh, Helsinki, I think Copenhagen, Oslo, and Helsinki are above and. ARN uh, Stockholm has some way to go. Yeah, uh, in terms of design and it feels old layout. And, and when we when yeah, we came back yeah. through to come to to come back to to London, I noticed it has the classic feature that dates a airport terminal, which is how low the ceiling is Leans. and whether it's made of those those movable tiles. And it had both yeah. of those this terminal in, so it feels. It was very very busy airport. It was a it was a crappy lounge. This is this is uh, Stockholm. But also because the airport, the layout makes it that the people are not evenly distributed. You stay into that very long corridor, depending on which yeah. terminal, and you have to. So they, it's yeah, it's they the, they are completely. It was made for another era. One hundred percent, and they they are. There's large sections of these corridors that are are blocked off for renovation and big oh, okay. signs showing how the, 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 the future. The, well, yeah, the future, but also you know, this is basically <laughs> a, a, a redesign from the ground up. 
Uh, good, um, good for them. Good for them. So good yeah, no, it's. it's oh, by the way, guys, we did uh, episode because I looked it up as well. Uh, ninety nine. That was in twenty nineteen. Actually, that's, that's just oh, pre pandemic. We did. Okay. We talked about a little bit of Ireland. I think it's because I. I think I stayed overnight. I went to the hotel there or something, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit passe, but I'm happy to hear that they're actually doing some work. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely needed. And we flew home on Norwegian, which was oh, actually Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay, yeah, seven thirty-seven eight eight. Uh, but fine. Very very very. That's, cold. that's all that remains about Norwegian. Yeah. I think they just do that now, right? I, they seem to have ditched the the tail. Illustrations, you know, they used to have those. Oh yeah, the faces the of famous, famous Nords, people or whatever. Norwegians. Yeah. That seems to be disappearing, but it it was a very rudimentary service, and, and not in a bad way. It was kind of what you expected. Was it cheap? Yeah, the flight. Yeah. Did you pay also similar price in Norse or uh, a little bit more? And then you've got to pay for various bits and pieces because it's just a low cost carrier. It's just there's nothing bad about it. Um, mm. It was all pay for whatever you want um, in terms of food, pretty, pretty, yeah, easy jet, every, like everybody else. But yeah. it was the first time I'd ever flown on them, I think. No, oh, wow. Norwegian short haul. <laughs> yeah, I've never, yeah, actually, no, I say, oh, wow, but you're right. I've only done Dreamliners. I've never done the 737-8, which were, which what the old, old, old ways used for short yeah. haul in the past as well. And then they, so and that, like typical, basically a typical, Typical low cost, completely full flight, um, oh. but we we all left on time, and you know, very easy flight back to back to Gatwick. Like I said, the landing, uh, the braking action perhaps wasn't what they expected it to be, but yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Gatwick, we expected you had grit on yeah, the runway, I, but you guys in the UK don't put it. So I don't, or maybe it was over gridded, <laughs> and we kind of Tokyo drifted into our high speed taxiway. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of my Megan and I looked at each other like that felt abrupt. <laughs> but it, yeah, I, I, you know, Gatwick, having come from a couple of functional Nordic airports, felt uh, you know lifts weren't working and escalators yeah. weren't working. But there was nobody in immigration. We were through in a heartbeat, uh, and then you're out into into cold and wet, wintry London again. Yeah, that's uh, that's a yeah, yeah. I think that's a good description. I think Gatwick works well, but I think airports in the UK have nothing to write home about in terms of how nice they look or how you know wonderful the experience is. They're efficient, especially Gatwick. Heathrow depends on the terminal. Uh, Manchester, not no terminal at all. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah. Whereas it's true that these airports in the Nordics are have personality. They do have personality, and you can remember. I can, you know. There's so many airports that we discussed over the years of existence of that show now that I cannot recall unless I actually look it up. But Copenhagen, I can remember. Arlenda, even though we just said I don't, maybe because I slept there. But Oslo, I can remember. Helsinki, I can remember. There's a few airports. Obviously, there's others in Asia, etc. But I don't think either you really remember. I think I mean, we remember it because we yeah, we've because been there seven hundred times. But you're right. It's funny because I was trying when we were coming into land in Oslo. I was trying to picture the airport, the inside of it, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then as soon as we got there inside, I was like, Oh yeah! And then there's that thing yeah. there, and that thing there. And then on the way back, I was like, Oh, and just around the corner, there's a great fish restaurant. Uh, so it, uh, I remembered how good it was. I think it was just anything pre-pandemic is this sort of, you know, sepia-toned blur. 
<laughs> that you, you know, like a like a like a happy memory in most cases. And you, you, you can once he comes back, you're like, oh, you remember all these little details. But yeah, I was yeah, yeah it was a good experience. It was fun to fly a different bunch of different airlines. Yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly, I I, I really want to fly north. Yeah, I, I was impressed. I I hope they they continue. I hope they bring this attitude with them as they scale as well, at least on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, talking about snow, there's, uh, since you just triggered the memory, I think, uh, what's his name? Eric Greenland uh, has received their new 330 yes, Neo 800. I saw that. Flight Radar did a good They had job. already a 330-200. So that's, but that that one was only used for charter. So because let, let's be let's be clear, the capital Nuke as Nuke and U U K. Yeah. So I, I say Nuke, but I'm not sure if it's the right pronunciation. Sorry, guys, has like fifty thousand yeah. people, so it's like tiny. Uh, the airport on the capital is too small, so the runway is too small to carry the the three thirty. So it's in an airport which is north, which used to be a U.S. airbase, and that's like an hour away. So, but I think the reason I'm pointing this out is because you mentioned Norse wanting to be a little bit more like Norwegian and trying to have like a, a scale. Of course, it was never going to be that scale, but Greenland is investing, uh, is trying to, it's trying to invest in tourism because it's very popular to have now these kind of tourism in the snow and the Arctic, etc. And they are trying to have, so they want to expand the runway at Nuuk, uh, which has a lot of opposition, of course, because apparently of the ecosystem there and the fact that it's very close to a city. Yeah, so, okay. you know, it's not only Heathrow that has an issue with <laughs> expanding runways. And uh, and they want to have a flight that goes from New York with a 330 to Nuuk, and then, and then they'll use smaller ones to Iceland and probably uh, Europe, uh, continental Europe or the UK. So... Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be never is probably never going to be such a big operation because it's a tiny country again, but it's uh, fun to see and I love the 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 delivery no, of that uh, bright red. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They uh, they really make. Um, so let's see. I think the plan to expand that runway at the capital would be twenty twenty four or twenty five. If though if that happens, they will try maybe they'll buy another three thirty. But apparently, it was a huge celebration just to have. That new Neo coming yeah. in because it's they don't have a lot of aircraft. They have a lot of uh, smaller like ATRs and stuff that go like in the middle of the snow, whatever. It so must be really, pretty um, spectacular flying. I mean, you fly over yeah. Greenland when you do yeah, North Atlantic routes, absolutely. and it's, you look down and you think, "What a place! What a place!" <laughs> the other the other airport in the snow, actually, the other airport that has always been very uh, kind of busy in this period now, but apparently has never seen as many passengers as now is Rovaniemi, which is the airport in the north of no. Finland, where supposedly where Santa I mean, lives. I'm Finn, so I'm going to say, of course, he's there. Uh, Santa yeah. lives. And they've created like that village. It's a touristic attraction, but you also have everything else, which is simply um, nature based. So you can go and do, you know, um, hiking and cetera, sports uh, in um, uh, winter activities. And I think I've, I've read the other day that they've never had as many tourists, as many basic passengers to that airport as even pre-pandemic. It's it's, yeah. it's uh, the town itself it's is tiny, isn't it? The population. Yeah, it's, is it's, it's, it's tiny. It's really you go there because Santa Claus, in a way, right? And even I think even Air France, did they just started going there, or they go there? There's another airport which is just above, so that's actually in the what's considered the Arctic. 
and uh, the, there you would go only for winter activities. So again, everything that in, you know, going get lost in the snow and visit forests. I guess. No, I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> but uh, that airport is also tiny, but it's be- proving very popular. Again, just I think Air France has a direct there, so it means that there's a development. There's a clear uh, want from uh, visitors yeah. to go to Especially places this like this. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, football, mm. boo USA, boo England, boo. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Switzerland, man, because oh. that was embarrassing. I don't know if it was embarrassing, but it was it was a heartbreaker. Yeah, but after the game of uh, after the game after Serbia, it suddenly there was not the same team anymore. So yeah, we we were left with uh, because recording Thursday, so we just had the semi. We're left with uh, the one we kind of thought it would be: France versus Argentina. It's gonna be a good one. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I kind of wanted this because France is clearly the best team in terms of quality, and Argentina wasn't at the start, but Something, like a diesel. Yeah. Now it's just a machine. So it will be a, I think it will be a a, a, a great game. I know, guys, you don't, you're not subscribed to this to listen to. France. It's gonna be oh, yeah, oh. either way. It's... Who are you gonna su- do, 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 do? We support France. Well, right? I think I think France. I think I'll, I'll be quietly leaning towards yeah i think so just our 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 continental brothers and sisters yeah it's fun because you know like i remember watching in 86 when um argentina versus germany that was in mexico city the the final uh, with my dad no i was not there i was watching that on tv (laughs) guys let's be clear uh and uh, you know that stadium i think was 120,000 people i remember like was such so much noise and you know and they 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 i I remember clearly because it was, um, I think Germany went back 2-2 just like at 10 minutes before the end. And then Buruchaga, Buruchaga put the, the goal and assist of Maradona and they won. And then they met again four years later in 1990. And my, my father was a huge Argentinian fan. That's why I mentioned this. And uh, and it was again Germany versus, and this time it was not West Germany, it was mm. actual Germany versus Argentina. This time they lost also, like I think that was a penalty in the 85th or 86th, or I can't remember, at the end of the game. And I remember, this is what the point of the story, I remember being so upset because I was also for Argentina that I, I threw the, I was in Greece, I threw the TV remote, you know, anger, and my father looked at me and gave me the biggest slap on my face. I remember like, you never do that again. I'm like, okay, I thought you were not for Germany, but it was the fact that I destroyed the, the TV yeah. remote. So for a long time, I would have supported Argentina, but I fell in love with France in 98 when they started mm. becoming the team there today. So I think I will support France. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great game, uh, no matter what. I think uh, new generation and, uh, and the old guard on the same pitch for both teams. Yeah, and, and, and look, Mbappe, amazing. Messi, amazing. Griezmann is Griezmann, Yeah, even Giroud's doing some... Uh, he's fun to watch. Yeah, I love Giroud, man. I always loved him. He was always controversial for some reason. If you look at if you look at our stats and our, our charts, because that's what we did last time for fun, Argentina is, uh, on average, uh, I looked at the past 30 days' performance. Is We are number three there. Mm. And France, we're only number 25. What? So that would imply that. But you know what? I think we need, we need to do this podcast in French if we ever wanted to have a higher ranking. I think you're right. France. I think you're right. <laughs> Sorry for Croatia, but there's one thing they can be happy about, I guess, for a travel is January 1st, they're part of Schengen. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, that will make their lives easier and anybody going to yes. Croatia. Yeah. Not for nope. us. It doesn't change anything. <laughs> but at least if you're already in Europe, 
uh, whoever wants in the Schengen area, you don't have to clear passport control anymore to go to to Croatia, to Zagreb, etc. So wow, that's great. That's cool. That's, that's, that's cool. going to be huge for them, especially in, in yeah. tourism. Yes. Um, we'll do a few more minutes of news and feedback, and then we'll go to your other Oh, yeah. Travel, oh, this is just Florence, great talking. I wanna, um, uh, since we just talked about France, actually, there's something we talked just at the outset uh, when we restarted recording after the pandemic. They're actually going through with banning domestic flights in France. It was not just something they said, uh, you know, to kind of reset travel, etc. Um, because the European Commission has approved their plan to do so. So if a journey can be done by a train that takes less, uh, up to 2.5 hours, two and a half hours, I think you need the there's no plane option mm. available. It has to be with the train. That covers, because I looked at it, that covers only for the moment. I think it's uh, Paris to Lyon and Rennes, and I think Lyon and Marseille. That's pretty much it. So there's not as if there's like, you know, no more domestic flights. But as France is improving, kept, kept, keeps improving their, their train system, at some point there will be even less probably. Um, That's interesting. I don't know. The, the reason I mentioned it, uh, besides of the interesting fact that you've done it, is that that will affect some of you guys when you do connecting flights. So if you were to go, let's say you want to go to maybe Mars, is it Lyon, and you were to fly arrive at uh, Charles de Gaulle, well, there's no connecting flight. The connecting flight will be a train. Mm. Uh, I think. But that's. That, I mean, uh, that's not the end of the world in a way because no, it's not because the station is in the airport at Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, yeah. No, hold on. I think it's not in Lyon and Bordeaux. No. I think it's not uh, Rennes yet. Yeah, so it's Paris to not Lyon and Bordeaux. But Bordeaux is very, very popular to go to for the wine region, yeah. obviously. My dad lives near Bordeaux, and I think he would they? always say the train would be easier anyway. Yeah, the trains are. I mean, we'll talk about trains uh, a, a bit uh, later when we talk about Florence, because you mentioned, you know, attaché episode, how a lot of people would come to Florence by train. In Europe, actually, trains are always a very good choice. Mm. Um, and in France, they're, they're pretty good, actually. Um, uh, what, 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 what else I wanted to see? Oh, yeah, the other, the other change uh, we mentioned uh, earlier, the fact that we'd be able to do 5G calls, maybe, apparently, at least they're authorized next year in the EU. Um, the it was all over the headlines. The fact that the hundred millimeter yes. limit will be shelved next year with the introduction of these new, you know, detective detection machines deals, yeah. that are finally arriving in the UK. I think there's already a few lines at Heathrow that yeah, have it. Yeah, T two has them. Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think T five a few. I'm not sure. Anyway, point is, yeah, but. What if layovers? <laughs> you still have to be to be mindful of that because if you were to fly with a layover, since it's the, the name of our show, to an airport that only allows hundred mil, yeah, it starts to be like you have to be a little bit. Uh, you have to create a strategy mm -hmm. before just saying oh, I can take anything I want. No, exactly, and it's, okay. that is going to catch out a lot of people. <laughs> I feel it's I just not good. I, I mean, it's great for. The vast majority of flights, and I, I think that these 3D scanners. Are, it also means you don't you need to take out your your laptop from your bag or electronics. Um, so, 
I, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, in that sense, I mean, we've seen them. Maybe you've seen them. Uh, the Amsterdam has those machines already. That doesn't mean that they've lifted the 100 mil limit, just that you don't have to take anything out. Yeah. So now the, the, the discussion is about, should we lift that limit, which was created, was it was it because one of the terrorist attempts, I think 20 years ago yeah. or something? I think the one going to Detroit, maybe? Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, we'll see. Um, well, a few feedbacks. My, mileage, at Mileage Runner, what a great, what a great. But uh, Steve, Steve Tao, what a, what, a, what a great handle you have there. Um, it was funny because this morning or yesterday, you know, I was, I, I comment the games on Twitter. And when you go on Twitter, uh, you put hashtag and the name of the country uh, by its three letter name FIFA and France is Fra, F-R-A. And I say, and I said, I love, love Fra. And he replied, well, I thought hell froze over. You love love Frankfurt Airport. <laughs> no, I love France, not Frankfurt Airport. Yeah. But you had a question, and I, I wanted to, to to give it out to you, Alex. Um, do you have any hacks for transiting through T three at Heathrow? Um, is Emerald in one world? Uh, because he says, what's the easiest way? Because apparently there's no uh, fast track at t3 so your stat status doesn't no. matter basically so is it is it no no i don't think there is a hack because you go through this separate area uh for for transit only so you go then through security and all of that stuff there's there's no there's no yeah because he said he, he, he actually did he spent an hour with no fast track uh, uh, to, to go through that yeah. T3, and he, he just made his flight and he was thinking is it not easy actually to get out and go back in because actually you will have the fast track at the terminal. So maybe ah, that's, that's uh, a good question. That's what I thought. I mean, he's American, I guess, Steve, you're American. So I would probably uh, passport, you have the E gates. So I would say yes, you should. I would say yes. Me too. It, it, it depends on where your gate is. Oh, it doesn't really matter because if you still have to walk through the train. Yeah. I would probably say it's faster to go out. Yeah. And even he said, if you had, he asks, if you had to transit between T5 and T3, you could take the uh, uh, Ether Express or even the two. I wonder, I though, thinking about it, if you are a transit passenger and your bags are checked through. Okay, well. But uh, okay, let's see. Uh, not, not, not say say no bags. If you're a transit passenger and then you try and enter Heathrow on a boarding pass scanner, is it going to go? You shouldn't be here. You should be in the transit area. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you have your boarding pass, after all, no one precludes you from leaving the terminal and coming back yeah, in. If, to the point we said earlier, let's pretend Steve is a, is a smoker. You probably are not, Steve. Sorry to put you on the spot. And you want to get out to have a cigarette because there's no way to have yeah, a cigarette. I, and you just I, had a long flight. You have another one. I'm just one. thinking of sticking points. That's you, you, the only can't one. Get, you can't go out. So authorities don't have to say to tell you, hey, why did you get out? You shouldn't have. I, th I, I think that that, I would. I would do that. I wouldn't have thought to do that until this, till this hypothetical was well, not hypothetical. You had to endure it. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's, it's hard to, to ask you the question because maybe you had a different idea, but it's true that for us, it's not a transit airport. No. It used to be for it's, me, but it, it's, it's a home airport, so we don't really know that. I've only tra I transited through Heathrow maybe four or five times, yeah, me too, yeah. and it was painful. And, it was and not great. Yeah. If you have to change terminal, it's even more painful. Yeah. 
Hence, he asked, actually, would it be actually easier? To if you had to change out? terminals, Paris, I would I, say no. I told you, I told you guys when I a long time ago as well when I did. I would do that in Charles de Gaulle, so the not terminal one, not the old one, but the big one. I would actually go out, uh, and of course, I have a Swiss passport, European passport, so I'm fast tracked, you know, for immigration purposes. I would go out and go back in because it was usually faster than wait for that damn bus that oh, goes all yeah. only clockwise or anti-clockwise forever and you miss your flight and they don't nobody cares and they're on strike anyway so uh <laughs> sorry i mean I, I cannot even do that joke about being on strike because the uk is on strike every five seconds now like you said earlier even border force to enter the uk though, during the festive season that will be fun um yeah uh so well look steve sorry we don't really have an answer but if any one of you has done it many times has done transit through Heathrow and has found any hack to go faster and, or maybe you experience of going out and go back in, especially if you have a password that allows you to do so, let us know. Yeah, I'd like um, to know. Because I've, 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 I've no idea. Uh, we have a review, uh, five stars by, by Premium Label. Kind of like that, your um, username on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, the title of the review is always spot on. And the content, the description is wonderful podcast for airplane fans and avid travelers. And, and, and is from uh, Canada. Uh, see, I don't know where the buttons are anymore. I don't know which one. I'm going to go this one. You've never been to Canada? You know, exactly. So I've never been to Canada. So thank you, Premium Label, for actually um, giving us five stars. Thank you. Thank you. And I've seen that a lot of people actually have suddenly given, given us stars on Spotify uh, as well. Thank you. Which is very kind. Um, uh, and five stars, we're five stars, so I guess everybody gave us yeah. five. That's very <laughs> kind. Very, uh, very uh, kind indeed. Uh, we are, I never know how if I should trust those, because we are apparently in the top 10% of most followed podcasts on, on Spotify. But you know one. as well, it is, oh, you're one of the 1% most influential person of link on LinkedIn, you know, yeah, yeah. do that sometimes. So I don't know what to believe, but it's, we're yeah. happy that you guys are listening. Nice even, if you're, out there. even if you're only three, we would yeah. be very, very, <laughs> very happy. Um, we are a soundtrack, Alex. I mean, we kind of knew that because a lot of people listen to us in flight. Uh, but we had two, uh, mess two messages on Twitter that were very similar, actually. For, first, the one from, uh, I don't know if it's the right order, it doesn't matter, from Trent Prestegar at Trentus Juventus. Uh, in the airport, that was on December 1st, in the airport on my first overseas trip in almost three years, and this is the perfect. Soundtrack. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. And I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed wherever it is you went in your airport experiences, how you remembered it. I, uh, the location, the location of, uh, and I don't know if that's uh, if I can trust the location. But you know, sometimes on Twitter you can see the location of mm -hmm. the tween, uh, Taiwan. Oh, so jealous. And Taiwan, so that was the, the main airport, so TPE. So I hope you had a great flight, Trent. And uh, Zed Marken, Zan, uh, who okay. uh, also said uh, that's, that's two for two this month. Yeah, because we had two episodes released the same month, I think, in, in, in November. Waiting for my flight at Ethro and discovered a new layovers uh, episode just landed. Best soundtrack for plane commute. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Zan's a good guy. <laughs> cool. Really yeah. good guy. So thank you so much. He he he, he often writes mm. to us, and he writes very uh, um, glorious reviews about us. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, that means he's been getting the yeah, texts. Really, really, guys. It's always nice to have uh, 
to have these uh, coming in. And, and uh, Martin Hammer at The Saint S85. You know, Martin, The Saint used to be my handle on everything. In pre-Twitter everything, we're talking about user boards and, and uh, you know, BBSs and stuff. I, I used to be The Saint because I love that That's TV show. So Martin says uh, that uh, he got the, you know, I just mentioned Spotify with your Spotify wrapped. Mm. You can get your, includes your uh, top uh, podcast. And he says uh, uh, that we could uh, lay over, his, his first podcast is the Next Strip uh, podcast. Guys, uh, Dugan, Drew, hi guys. Uh, it's a great podcast. They release every single week. Wow. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're very dedicated. And actually, uh now, of course, and now as I say it, I forgot. Doug, Doug, yeah, Doug became pilot. Oh, cool! Of a triple, triple, triple seven, I think. We, we, we. He was, you know, remember when you were on a break just before the pandemic? He came yeah, to do yeah. a show with me. So yeah, he's oh, now fantastic. Uh, now pilot. So we will, yeah. We'll, we'll invite you guys We'd at some to, point. Promise. To do that. We're very bad with guests, as you guys know. Uh, and uh, he says so. Coming back to the mention of Martin, that we could have been much higher. Uh, up the list, uh, cons but considering the duration of each of our shows, uh, it's normal that we are only number five on this list. But to be honest, even if you were to, to record for three or four hours of playtime, you would be very happy. You are my personal number one. Oh, no, that's Thank kind. You. That's wow. kind, Martin. Thank you. Yeah. No one wants to hear us talk for three or four hours. <laughs> Except him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, by the way, I know, guys, I've said it. I don't want to repeat it on every show, but sometimes it's good to reset the room for the new. When you give us uh, uh, feedback, I don't always, we don't always comment because sometimes we don't have time. We could do like an entire two hours or show just about your comments, whether it's by email, on Instagram, on, on LinkedIn, everywhere. So we're getting a lot. So I pick a few. And it's true that I tend to, uh, maybe it's unfair, but coming back to the very top of the show, you know, the very loyal people, the names that I keep seeing, it's nice to kind of also acknowledge because, you know, Zan, for instance, like writes 25 tweets, now I'm exaggerating, but like a lot to us, very like with information or like uh, telling uh, how cool it was. So I think it's, it's only due that I from time to time mention those guys. So meaning that if you write and I, we don't mention you, it doesn't mean that we don't like you. Oh, God, no, 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 no. We don't have time. Much appreciated. We tend to notice sometimes we, we don't. But. Really appreciate it. Yes, we, we do. Uh, where am I? I had written some notes. Oh, yeah, we had a... <clears throat> oh, my God. Lots of feedback about Jeddah. Yeah, I'm not going to go through listen, today because... I'll I'm going to give some feedback. That was <laughs> the most exquisite storytelling the whole bit it was such a deviation from what we normally do about just the, the plane parts the airports at part but just hearing the rest of it was just captivating to, uh, to well, I, I i just really 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 you're a better travel i'm not a journalist or anything like that but than i am you know so i i, I was just mesmerized for that That's whole thing I, you. now you maybe want to go before I v evaporate into the sun, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He's becoming whiter by the minute, guys. You don't see his eyes, so he's out of work now. Uh, thank you. I, 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 re I don't know how to, uh, to take compliments, but thank you. And, and, and a lot of people uh, said similarly that they wanted to go now. So I just, I'm not a travel agent. I'll try to reply individually to all of you uh, because they say, how many days should I go? Or, so I'll give you, but not here because it's not the purpose of the show. It will take too long. Uh, but I just wanted to mention one, because then I want to, to move on, but one bit that was really uh, funny is that 
there was one thing that I, I didn't think twice about when I mentioned it that created a lot of, of uproar about what I said. I, you remember when I talked about the fact that whether or not uh, so I had cash and I arrived at Jeddah Airport and I wanted to find a bank to, to switch my cash and, uh, and I didn't want to use a card. And I mean, I know that we have a lot of people that are heavy travelers and also that they play with uh, 25 different credit cards. And I'm not saying that in any condescending way because we don't do, but I, I, I admire actually I people too. that are able to, it's mental. The, yeah. It's exactly, yeah. that's why I don't do it. The mental flexibility to have like, oh, I need to buy that coffee with this card because I'm this country. I just don't. I, I have one main card, two backup cards, and pretty much it, right? And I, I'm, we're not stupid. I have a card that has no fee for in transaction. Yeah. I have a card that, you know, these things like, however, <laughs> obviously, that you're trying to change your, your white, but it's not working. You're now brown white. Suddenly you're sick. Oh, no, I did it. I think the camera's just... <laughs> So anyway, that created an uproar that, Paul, you shouldn't go and change cash because if you exchange cash in a foreign country, you should know better, you're a good traveler. And I was like, guys, guys, guys. they didn't say that in a way that was, I I make the voice, right? Uh, it was really funny how a little detail that I didn't even think through. So yes, it is true. Guys, and I'm going to say once, and then we're never going to address this again. It is true that it's, it's better usually to have a no foreign fee card and that's and you go to an atm and you take the money and that's going to be your best bet and not actually doing currency exchange at the airport because you're probably going to get screwed uh, at the uh, arrival airport right so it's true and um it's also true that it's uh the when you buy something uh, or you do an exchange you know you, you sometimes have this thing alex you've probably had 25 million times you put your card and said you want to pay in local yes. currency do you want to pay in? i mean do not do not do not do not choose foreign choose the local currency don't choose yours it's I think it's a human behavior because it's he familiar, feels comfortable yeah. to choose your own and they know that, but then they can apply whichever currency exchange they want and they, can, they will F you over. So it's true that in general, it's easier, it's better to just say you choose a local currency uh, and uh, because there was a pocket of difference. You, you, okay. and I, yeah, you, you yeah, get the v rate negotiated through Visa, MasterCard or Amex when you pick the local currency, yes. which is always going to be better. Paul, yes. I'm yes. going to close my curtain. Okay, because cool, it's good. Cool, cool. I'll, 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 he does that, and I keep continuing about that card thing. He doesn't have to to react. <laughs> it's true that he's like in, there's like so much sun. He lives like in a on the international space station right now. Um, so yeah, so yes. Oh yeah, he's he's oh better. wow. Suddenly it's uh, much better. Yeah, you're about to get fried. I don't know there. what's going on uh, with this anyway, but yeah, there we are. So yeah, so. Uh, all of you, I'll mention Martin, Martin Bernanderson at Marbe166. Yes, yes. The reason I had cash is because uh, I had and to, I have too much dollars and I just wanted to kind of use them, not like thousands, but just wanted to use them on travels because I haven't been traveling. And it was a good opportunity because the pound crashed. And I said, oh, I don't want to use my pounds now. I'd rather use the dollar. Anyway, point is, it's true. Choose a no-fee card and that's it. But it was really the reason I mentioned, I mentioned Martin because in his message to me and us about that comment, he said, um, the only exception where you wouldn't do uh, ATM is con maybe countries with very volatile currencies. Mm. 
the British band <laughs> in uh, two months ago. <laughs> Honestly, the British band two months ago. Guys, you, you guys would not live here when you, and your entire um, currency changed from overnight with the dollar, and you paid a lot in dollar, like I am, and probably Alex yep. is as well. It's, um, I mean, it's good because of well, our, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, no, it's. Um, so yeah, we work. So that's why I had cash anyway. Case closed. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, but it's to take a no fee card in the UK. There's not that many. Uh, I think Barclays does that. Uh, no fee. Uh, they will still sometimes create yeah. currency exchanges. You know that HSBC, which our bank with, when we when we voted for Brexit and the, the pound crashed also back then, for three months. I maybe I maybe I'm exaggerating, but for like at least weeks later, they were still applying a pre-crash. Currency exchange, so they were really yeah. screwing you on the currency exchange. So when when people tell me that yeah you 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 have to be super smart about using your cards, I'm like yeah, but sometimes they will screw mm -hmm. you anyway. Till they make money. Anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, uh, Kobus, welcome. Yeah, to Europe. Kobus, what a legend. Welcome to Europe. He, he, we will. I, I told him we have to invite him now. He's gonna also. I mean, he was already in a very close time zone, but uh, I don't know why. Suddenly, the fact that he lives in Madrid makes me yeah. want to invite him on the show that he talks about. Move from one great travel. city to uh, another great city, Cape Town to Madrid. Yes, yes, amazing. He, you, 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 uh, you arrived in a. You're basically going to fly only three twenty yep. now. This is what happens when you live yep, in Europe. Nothing exciting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably good when you're. He flying. told me that. <laughs> he told me that he had moved his uh, kind of loyalty and habit from Emirates towards Qatar, and he triggered a memory because he puts us a story about that when he was doing that move. Uh, I wanted to mention it last time, but I forgot. Qatar, uh, Doha, has opened their new part of the airport, so the north part mm. of the airport, uh, and it has a glorious garden. He likes oh, wow. luxurious gardens with water features and it's green and it's um, it's super big and I haven't seen it yet and it was planned for a while and I'm super happy that they did. They're also opening an Al Murhan, you know that's one of my favorite lounges, Al Murhan North, which will be of course the business lounge for the that the north part of the airport, which looks on the pictures and renderings amazing as well. There's going to be also a, I think a first class and a few other you know non Qatar first. Uh, and business class lounges as well. So it's, it looks really fantastic. Uh, he put some pictures and um, I think it's um, the lounge, the Al-Murhan will be, hold on, 9,000 meters. Holy cannoli. It's the world's largest airport lounge. Wow. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I don't know, it's crazy, man. That's uh, for the guys in the US, that's 20, uh, 90, what, 97,000 square yeah. feet i guess ninety-eight thousand square feet that's a that's huge man it's absolutely huge and the the the, the indoor garden that i just mentioned is about ten thousand meters square there's a water feature and there's a new hotel as well you know there's a oryx hotel uh in the i guess we call it south now i don't know central whatever uh, there's going to be a hotel so yeah it's really they wanted to open it i guess for the world cup it's not fully ready they were just in time uh it looks it looks cool and um <laughs> Of course, when you talk about luxurious garden in an airport, would, which airport do you think about, Alex? Exactly. And uh, Al, Al Baker, our friend Al Baker, uh, <laughs> said that um, Singapore stole Doha's uh -huh. ID, uh, but they were just faster in actually making right. it happen. 
<laughs> what? Said, okay. Dude. I, this guy. You said, that I have the quote, somebody copied our design, which was already on the table six years ago. Uh, I will not name who, but they took it and did it themselves. Yeah, right. Come it's on, like man. all your I friends who are like, I, ca I came up with the idea for eBay way before they did. I'm like, what? <laughs> did you do it? <laughs> I invented yeah, yeah. travel. No, I, I, man, exactly. Anyway, uh, there's no, when I say water feature, there's no like huge waterfall, waterfall yeah, yeah. that I know yeah. of. So Shanghai still wins on that. Um, Akbar, which is um, Akbar Halad Baker. Anyway, <laughs> uh, look, I'm just gonna go fast now because I want you to. Uh, I wanted to mention one thing. Yeah, the last seven four seven was ever. Was yeah, that was sad. I was actually surprised in a good way. The outpouring of uh, emotion, no. positive and negative, yeah. that I received just generally in the coverage it got. It was uh, it's just it's a sad thing after fifty plus years, but. Big, beautiful 748 going to Atlas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's a freighter, obviously, guys. That's, um, but yeah, it's um, end of an era, I guess. I mean, we knew it. Somewhere up there, I've got my model of the prototype. Oh, by the way, oh, hold on, hold on. You don't have your Virgin thing back then anymore. You have a different... Uh, it's in a the different, airplane? Oh, no, the picture. Oh, the photo. yeah, it's over there now. And you have LV... LVK, that? that is the airport in Livermore, California, which just uh, cracked Fusion Energy, ah. where I learned how to fly. <laughs> I love how you mix Fusion yeah. Energy and learn how to fly. It's even got the right runway oh. designation on it, too, so I, I saw that and had to get it. Uh, that's yeah. very cool. It, look, that's, it looks like a very nice... Uh, sorry, guys, because you, I mentioned that and none of you can actually, because this is a podcast and audio only, so you cannot see. So you, you can't wait for us to stream at some point, right? Uh, <laughs> the... Mm, yeah, it, this uh, since we talked 747, 380, ATI is bringing their ones yeah. back. They're going to come to London. That's the one with a residence, which unattainable, super high. I think we all kind of assumed in, that uh, that was never coming. Well, they didn't they say that was never coming back? Yeah, yeah. but they all yeah. said it. Even I'll bake early. Never gonna, it was the biggest mistake. Oh, but by the way, it's on the London route now, the 380. Um, uh, Lufthansa is bringing them all back. They had already, I think, three or four all back by next summer because they need them for leisure. Uh, and that uh, they will be flying from Munich. Thank God, not Frankfurt. <laughs> they, the, we, yeah, but which is bad because Frankfurt has a 747-8i, mm. uh, which I really want to fly once more. And a couple of 400s uh, as well. Yeah, they, I think those are not in service mm. anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but we shared that image. So these uh, Lufthansa's, through 80s were parked in Spain, I believe. And uh, they had to do one of the, one of the 380s had to be flown back to Frankfurt, actually, for some reason, because that's where the tech, I guess the hangars are, uh, with the gears out and aluminum foil on them. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it shows you how affected they have been by being parked. I, I, no, absolutely. And I think that there's pre pandemic maybe even still now there were there, the expertise in storing airplanes long haul or for, for long term was so concentrated in a few areas yes. the mojave desert and places in australia obviously yeah. that the need for that expertise was minimal to bring them back on to, uh, on the line online and i think that's caught a lot of airlines off guard yeah 
Yeah, and 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 the 380, by the way, from uh, Lufthansa will not be retrofitted inside, which still means they have a end of life yeah. that is up, uh, at yeah. some point, because they are Lufthansa are in. So, so finally, they will have their new business class, their new first class. They, they look pretty mm -hmm. cool, actually. You've seen the, the images, right? And uh, so it's not going to be Hainan or Philippine Airlines for, because they keep having the you know the, the, the planes they bought and they say, look at our yeah, new first like, class. Mm, no, this is yeah. Hainan's. Look at our new first class. No, this is Philippine Airlines, guys. So now they will actually have their proper one. The first class looks good. And good news, the 748 will be retrofitted. Oh, that's which good. Which means they plan to yeah, keep good. going with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, that's super nice. Uh, and by the way, if you really are someone who loves to try new products, the th uh, they will be appearing at Lufthansa, the 350 from Munich first. That's where you need you go. to go. Swiss, because it's part of the Lufthansa group, will also get new seats. And since we're talking about, um, you know, bringing aircrafts back from deserts, etc., cetera, uh, BA, as uh, reportedly more than 50 broken Club World oh. business class seats across their 380. I, I believe it. I believe it. I've read so many uh, people on Flyer Talk saying it didn't, <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> and the problem is because of supply chain issues that we've had generally and we still have generally in the world, the seat manufacturer cannot find, doesn't have the right pieces, thus cannot repair the seats, thus BA is waiting. But this also creates, I've seen pictures when people have no trays. And uh, the food, and you're in business class, and you pay this, especially right now these days, amount of money, and you have your food That's on your That's okay. Knees. They probably got 5,000 Navios for it, so it works out. <laughs> <laughs> and Qantas reports similar problems with 380. So, yeah, it's just the fact that, uh, yeah. I mean, they've been. Yeah, exactly. We we're in uncharted been, territory uh, here. Big machine. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I think uh, Emirates, to what I mentioned last time, is just edging their bets and saying, since they're retrofitting everything, yeah. uh, this is why I ended up having bad luck having a seat that didn't really work because they say, you yeah, know, we're not going to replace seat by seat. We're just going to do entire refits for the entire aircrafts one by one. So this is probably at some point it will be solved, but they're not trying to fix. Um, I mean, the, the, the crew was really ap apologetic last time. They, they were like, they keep saying, this is so old, this is so old, this is so old. I'm like, well, but there's a retrofit coming. Anyway, Florence, how was that? Uh, I mean, the episode of Attaché is out. It's very nice. As always, I don't know what to say else because it's very nice. Haven't been to Florence myself in a while. I think last time I passed by, didn't really visit. Passed by was 2013. But my experience of Florence dates from the 90s because it's one of these cities... I don't know if you explain that for someone who's not European. Vienna as well. There's cities you do when you are young and they're part either of our school trips uh, or because you don't have a lot of money when you're like a you know, young professional and there was pre-low uh, pre cost. And I've done them all and I'm not really interested in doing them again. Uh, not in a bad way, just that I've done them and I'd rather do yeah. something else. So how did you like, as a first timer, and how did you go there? I'm, I'm gonna be different. <laughs> I, so I felt the same way that you, that you, that you did. I think, uh, and I was talking about this with, with Greg and with Megan, Megan came with us, but, and it was her fourth time in Florence. She, yeah, you mentioned. She, 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 she appeared yeah, in the she, episode, she, which is super she, nice. She does. Super um, nice. And she had great tips on where to go and, and getting around and all of that stuff. But I can see for Americans why, and it's full, it's very tourist heavy and predominantly with, with Americans. I can see why they find it so appealing because it's not Rome or Milan where it can be overwhelming. And there's so many of the scams that you get in every city and you know places like, 
Paris. When you're standing in front of the Eiffel Tower, it's the same thing when you're standing in front of the Colosseum. Yeah. Or, uh, it's just that that kind of takes the sheen off of it. If you're not from a big city in the U.S., then that type of experience is going to maybe be a little bit intimidating. But Florence is tiny. And yeah, but, but beautiful. It's almost like Disneyland because it doesn't look real in in many regards. It looks, but for us, it's well, well, well preserved, well maintained, contained. It's it, you know, it's yeah. it's it's easy it's to e- navigate. It's easy to get around. Way. It's it's yeah. not overwhelming. It's got all of the kind of storybook features to it, uh, and I so I can see why people find it. Uh, captivating if you've never but for you know for us we're so lucky here in Europe that we have a dozen of those cities within two hour flights and they're they're all over the place and so it my point yeah, yeah exactly, exactly like you said it was you know <clears throat> and it's it, it's one of these typical certain Europe one of these typical cities that I was born and raised in Geneva so Florence is very near in a way especially by train we would do school yeah, trips yeah. like we were talking high school school trips by train and it's perfect because like you just said it's small enough, close enough, uh, so you don't get lost yeah. or whatever. You know, whatever. Enough to do, yeah. enough to see, good food, and, and all of that. Yeah, great. So I, I liked it very much. I thought it was very, very beautiful, very photogenic. So it made the episode really easy, um, very walkable, which is always good for an attaché shoot, and close to the airport. So it, it, we actually we didn't we didn't necessarily choose to go there. We worked with a sponsor who presented us with two options and it was the obvious choice for me anyway. Uh, and also looking, oh. yeah, yeah, that was, it was never um, very high on the list because for the exact reasons that you just said, it sort of, you sort of tend to overlook it and go slightly more exotic looking around, but it, yeah, but probably for someone who lives in the U.S. or in Asia, they would, this, that's their exotic. You want yeah, to go. exactly. Yeah, it is absolutely, exotic. and yeah, I can course, I yeah. can completely understand why. And it was a perfectly lovely city, like I said, made for a very beautiful episode. Um, and it also, like looking at the flights, in terms of timing, it meant that I could go out of my favorite airport in the U.K., London uh, City, city, because yeah, nice. The timings. Just didn't work out any other any, any other way. The low cost carriers uh, out of Gatwick just wasn't going to work. Even flying into Pisa, which is very well connected to Florence via train. That's the one I did. I'll talk about which is a bigger mm-hmm. bigger airport, more frequencies and all of that. The, the timings just just didn't work out. We would lose a too much too much filming time. So I thought. Well, and I was also like making excuses to not go to Pisa so we could go out of. London City, and I had been bigging up this airport to Megan as one as much as one can dig up an airport to a non-AV gig. You know, it's it's great. It's this and it's that, and it's you know, it's it. it you can go from the curb <laughs> to the to the gate in like a minute because the security is so fast because everybody's a business traveler and they know what they're doing. It's got all these great views. And it's got all these great, you know, there's a couple of really good restaurants and I'm bigging it up. I'm like so excited. Drive to the, which I'd never done before, actually. Drove to City because it, it just, oh, wow. the, the timings worked out for us. And it's actually not that hard to get to from where I live now. And you walk up and I'm, like, I'm excited and there's planes landing right in front of you on that causeway of a, of a runway. Get up to security and... The line is like back up to the passport check. And I was like, well, this is an inauspicious start. 
<laughs> and I'm looking, and we get to around the corner, and there's only one security lane open in the entire airport. And that is also for crew and staff as well. So every single person is... And there's maybe eight lanes available. But... Uh, kind of a throwback to our, our comments just a moment ago. The only lane that was open was the only lane with one of these new 3D scanners. Oh. So they were only using oh, wow. that one, and they were training people on how to use it as well. So... While it the line seemed long, we actually all went through quite quickly because you didn't have to take any of your stuff out of your bag. Of course, no one realized that. They did a lousy job of telling you that keep everything in your bag. So people were futzing with things and they're like, no, 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 just just put it in and go through. And so it took much, much longer than it than it than it used to. There they have the same Gatwick South terminal problem in that things closed during the pandemic and never reopened. Construction projects were started but never finished or put on hold. So there wasn't a lot going on in terms of amenities. And that's a very, very small terminal as it is. They had mm -hmm. had approval. And then I think it might have been taken away by Boris Johnson himself because he was so obsessed with his mega airport in the Thames estuary. Thames, yeah. Anyway, they had to... to to build a taxi, a parallel taxiway, because right now you ha you taxi back down the runway when you land uh, and extend the terminal. I don't know what the status of that is. Now they focus on, and all of the hoardings, all of the advertising space was, we're going to be a carbon neutral airport, the Europe's first carbon neutral airport. That's their, their tack right now, strategically. But uh, after the... Uh, the security delays and kind of looking a bit sheepish going, it's normally not this bad, I promise. Coming out into the terminal, <laughs> like, but at least there's a view. You will get a cup of coffee and we'll sit on these stools that they have that overlook the, the ramp and you see all the planes coming. It's very exciting. Turn around the corner and I'm like, what the hell is that? And she's like, where are the views? And all these beautiful windows which look out onto the Docklands and to the, to the, all the, yeah. there's just a freaking friggin building. <laughs> yeah. What? Built some thing, maybe 15 feet in front of the windows. Oh no. Yeah. So it, oh, and it no. looks like not a temporary structure. I think it's supposed to house construction equipment and, um, just general airport. Oh, yeah. So there's just nothing where oh. you normally sit in that main concourse area. Yeah. Once you get out to the gates area and they've, they've, they've modernized the whole uh, gate corridor, if you will. Yeah. So you yeah. have, cause it, before it was sort of like going into a play. You're like, I it feels like I'm playing like half life or something here. I really, maybe I don't <laughs> think I should be here. But it, they've done the whole thing. That looks great. Worse. Worse. Yeah, yeah, More exactly. Health. I have a face going to come up. I need the extra weapon. Find the crowbar. The, the, they've done all that. It's lovely and bright and airy. There's, there's um, little coffee shops and all of that stuff. There. But Sorry to interrupt. But imagine now how cool it would be that loot boxes would be extra yeah. happy <laughs> to find them. An upgrade. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that, that bit was nice to see that finally completed. And when you do get out of that main concourse and there you get the views and all of that stuff and, and, and um, <clears throat> you board via the ramp as you always do. And, of course, I 
flipping love that. And I was telling Megan all these boring stories about how I had this, this, this steepest uh, angle of approach of any blah, 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 blah. And you had to be specially trained to shoot the blah, 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 blah. But you're up on a, on an Embraer 190. And again, we've, I mean, we've talked about this in the past that, that city flyer are generally better than BA mainline because it's a separate airline with a different yeah. culture and different. And, and, and it was, it was good. We were just an economy a uh, very simple, easy flight over over to Florence. Um, they give you over Switzerland. Yeah. So, oh, the, we the flew down the Innsbruck, or kind of adjacent to the valley that Innsbruck is in. You look down, and you can see all the way down to Innsbruck, that beautiful, beautiful valley that Innsbruck is in. Yeah. And then down into uh, into Florence, you get a a snack and a and a coffee. A, a vegan millionaire snack <laughs> which is a millionaire short but it just said vegan millionaire and i was yeah. like i am not uh <clears throat> and then you uh take a bus from florence uh into uh, from the airplane into the terminal and then it's all very very easy from there but i like i still love london city airport coming back in it did live up to those expectations of off the airplane and, and in the curb in nice. a minute there's and we we arrived on a Sunday, so the place was empty, absolutely. You're talking about Florence? No, here. London, London City. Florence as an airport is reasonably inconsequential. Um, it's there's there's not a lot going on there. I can't even remember much of it, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Other than it's <laughs> they've extended the, the the tram line all the way out to the airport. That's new as of 2019. So getting oh. into Florence itself is is very very easy. It's I, I think I think I went so clearly the first time I went to to Florence I took the train and you mentioned your episode most likely yeah. most likely is that if Much, you live in Europe you'll be well arriving by train train station yeah it's super well connected exactly actually. and uh, that was in the 90 but I can't remember exactly I think then I went in 90, 97 I'm pretty sure I went and that I might have been with the plane uh, no, it was it was later because EasyJet was only only started in Switzerland. You know, there's EasyJet yeah. Switzerland only started in '99 because EasyJet bought an ex charter, former charter airline, whatever. Uh, I, what I remember is the airport was still called Americo Vespucci. Yes, uh, you know Americo, which is now the name of America. Is it apocryphal that the guy ever went to America? There's a big controversy, but anyway, the point is. I think they removed that name. I, um, yeah, and uh, but I don't remember anything about an airport. Like it's, uh, it's no, not it's very not. Big, it's not right? very big. It's dated. It was. It was pretty busy. I mean, no, and it didn't. I don't mean that in a in a condescending or insulting. It, yeah, it's, it's old, um, and and not particularly, um, you know, n noteworthy in 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 any regard. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing that you can remember about. I would say that it usually applies to a lot of Italian airports. Yeah, and you. When you when you leave, you kind of it's 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 a very strange airport with one of those lounges like we were describing at the top of the show. That's just a sort of box with no windows. Um, yeah, I and you go they sort of temporarily, but that now permanently connected a, an addition to the terminal. So you walk down effectively a jet bridge to another section of this okay. of the terminal. It's weird. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So it feels like, <laughs> and I don't know if they have the capacity to justify um, 
any any major renovations or anything like that. But you know, we, we weren't hanging around. It, it, immigration was fast. Security was easy. It worked. It, so, you know, nothing to complain about. Sure. Yeah. You know, of course. I, it seems to your point. It seems that to my point. Sorry. It seems that all the airports in Italy are made by the same contractors. Yes. Because they always look, the, the gates look, it's, in Spain sometimes it's also similar, like the gates are always the same, the layout, the, 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 the bridges. Um, oh, besides uh, Fiumicino, the new, the new Fiumicino, the new part of Fiumicino is really nice, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. So, but it was, it worked, which is what it, you want. It worked, you know, yeah, exactly. There was, it was, both flights were reasonably on time. And again, like I'm, I'm a big fan of City Flyer, a big fan of London City Airport. So it was, it was nice to get back to those, uh, those old friends. And what about, so, because last, we ended the episode last time, and when I said you like Florence, you said, yeah. So was it because of what you just said, because it's not that big and it's easy, and because both of us, we've been, it's horrible to say, but it's not blasé, but we've been doing so many yeah. cities in our lifetimes that this doesn't impress us anymore, maybe, uh, is that why you said, or was I it? I think there was a, a little bit of that. It. The beauty of the city and the and its importance in history was not lost on me. I mean, it was it's the most important city in Europe for centuries, and that wasn't it's lost on me. And that was fascinating. And I, I, I look at a city through a different lens when I'm there filming. Not, I mean, literally. Greg's the one looking through the actual lens. I'm looking at it with very different eyes. Um, than I would if I was there purely for recreation. Walking around and you know we don't go into museums. We and, and do all and art galleries, which ordinarily I would do. But I'm looking at it, going, "That's a picturesque alley to do this link." Yes, um, we did. Yes. We did a food tour um, as as part of the episode. That was great. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I think because Asia has been taken away from me slash us, I that I'm looking for the exotic um, a bit more. But in isolation, lovely city. But lovely that's city, that's lovely. because we're yeah, yeah. That's because yeah. we're Europeans as well. Again, it's uh, we've been around and we've seen. It's uh, maybe someone from I don't know Asia or that's a too wide of a continent, but might say similar things about. I mean, let's say someone from Thailand. Having lived for 40 years in Thailand, I say, yeah, well, I, I love Thailand, I get it, but bring me the culture of the ancient culture yeah. of Europe or It's like or somebody South going America, from, who lives in Miami going to Chicago and going, oh. That's my, now my blinder. So you see, I'm super white. <laughs> my blind just went up by itself. Yeah, Holy we clearly cow. pissed off the spirit of the Medici, but the, yeah. <laughs> the gods. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. And, it's easy to take what we do for granted, and I was trying not to do that. Yeah. No, but I'm happy that you report that because I have... Um, gone, mm, I have... A, my, ex, my, my experience in Florence have not always been fantastic. Mm. Let's put it that way. The first times... Uh, I mean, I was, you know, when you were like 18, whatever, it was fun. We had fun. Uh, we didn't like, we we're not stupid, but it was nice and easy to, like we just said, to visit. And I mean, uh, was I appreciating the food when I was that age? No, I'm I not sure. Wouldn't have. <laughs> the same way that I don't, I do now. 
but I remember clearly one time when I went, I think that was the second time. That's probably been when I might have been with the plane. So maybe we're talking early nine, early 2000s or something. Uh, there was, I, I, in that train station, because I was doing from, uh, from Florence, then I went to other places around. So I wanted to use the train and trust me, the train back 25 years ago was not as good as now because Italy has admittedly improved mm -hmm. a lot in their, their, their trains. It used to be really shitty, uh, really like nothing was working, no time, no respect of that schedule, whatever. But the way I was treated in the train station was really bad. As in, I back then spoke Spanish because I had been living a little bit in Costa Rica, of course, French because it's the first language I ever learned. And uh, so, it's only later that I dated an Italian and I started to learn Italian, meaning that my Italian was non-existent. But when you have both of French and Spanish, I was trying to simply ask for the directions of which uh, timetable was according to the destination. They were like just treating me like shit. <laughs> and uh, and that happened like it. We're talking here mostly civil servant type of, re, of yeah. interactions. And that time I said, you know what? I never come back to your city. I'm never coming back to your city because it was kind of already back then it was a lot of tourists because it always attracted tourists. We, we keep talking about over tourism nowadays, but that was one of the early signs of over tourism. And maybe there were like enough of tourists and they were already kind of sometime and maybe the guy was in a bad day, but that didn't. Yeah, I can understand that. In my mouth and then, and I didn't want to, I mean, I said, I, I, I passed by in 20, 13 since we're an aviation podcast i passed by i did what you didn't do i went mm. through pisa because it seemed uh easier i had a friend friends actually getting married uh nearby uh, not in florence itself pisa is i don't think we've ever done it i think it's also non-descript kind of non-memorable kind of here and the 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 lounge i said at the very end of our last show it's vomit it's because you know when sorry guys close your ears or reduce the sound if you don't like to talk about these uh, excrements from your mouth when you vomit but it's exactly laid out as a vomit that the chairs are just you know how it is when you vomit there's stuff <laughs> in the ground it smells bad it's not appetizing at all and you want to just not look at it and just get the F out of the smell and the looks. That's exactly what that lunch is. the worst lunch I've ever been wow. in. Wow. The one in Pisa. There was really, it was overcrowded. Again, like a piece of vomit, this stuff, it doesn't make sense. The seats were not placed in pretty weird positions, like looking at each other where the, 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 the feet uh, touching each other with other people you know. There was no windows whatsoever. It was smelly. It was actually smelly. And not talking about the people. I'm talking about the lounge. It was kind of moldy. Uh, talking 2013, maybe it has changed. The colors were, dis were disgusting. And uh, the food was non-existent. And what was there for a country that knows their food, Italian food is probably my favorite food in the world. It was one of the, mm. yeah, it was disgusting. So yeah, I, I no. <laughs> that airport, no, and that especially that lounge, no. Hopefully, maybe it's changed because we're talking about nine years ago. But uh, my experience in that airport wasn't great. I would still, if I want to go in the region, because you know, there's this thing about getting married in Tuscany. So I would probably get again to Pisa and or Florence, but these are not no, no, not, not the airport, certainly aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but maybe let's put like maybe we are 
a bit um Blase is not the right term. Maybe we jaded. We've we are Europeans who've lived in this yeah. continent for so long that for us we want sometimes a difference that is different from us and thus cities around us are closer to what yeah. we know. I think that's a, that's it's yeah. uh familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good one actually. For me. No, you're right actually. For a second. It's uh um, <laughs> So fly back everything was fine. So BA City yeah. Fire was They're good. They're efficient. Like I like them. Um, they, they, the services, you know, you get a snack and a, and a cup of coffee and you don't have to pay for it. Um, which I know is coming back to be a mainline, but, but city were always the ones that had a slightly better kind of feel to it. I, I, I like, I like them. I like that airplane. Uh, it's a, it's a comfortable, quiet, fun. Oh, which airplane was it? Embra mm -hmm. Yeah, Embraer, right? Yeah, yeah. I, do I love too. those. I do too. So I, I really love those. I love the fact that the windows are slightly different shape. Yeah, it's like almost all old, old, ish. Yeah. yeah, so I, 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 I liked, I liked that. It was a good, good, good trip all around. Brief but good. Okay. And great episode, guys. Uh, watch it. It's uh, always. Um, it's one of those that are more like you know telling you how to go, but I liked it. It was a, uh, and yeah, it's. I'm not to diminish, like you just said, not to diminish Greg's because he always is so yeah. perfect and on point in Unreal. his uh, video skills and artis artistic. Yeah, there's skills. always something that pulls my But mind. yeah, that city is, that city is, um, me as a photographer, I understand what you said that is, that's the look, uh, that's what I, I also look for that, for that alley because that's the best pictures. I don't want to take pictures of stuff that everybody knows. And these are very easy yeah. cities to do oh, that. so true. Uh, all right then, so. Anyway, uh, not sure, probably not another episode before the end of the year. We'll see because we still ha we already have uh, we and we have a final to go mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> and then Christmas. Maybe the final is Christmas. Uh, so no next. You're not flying anymore in this year, I think. But you just mentioned you're going to fly early next yes. year to the US. So, but you haven't chosen not which airline yet. Ha 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 ha. Me as over a year, it's uh, I will fly probably in February, uh, but that's what I do every year. I never usually fly in January. There was an exception, I think, 2016 and 2019 maybe, but I never fly in January. So I know these doesn't these don't rules don't apply anymore because we're in a different world. But I'm not flying before January, so our next episode will be maybe just uh, reminiscing about the old times, and yeah. um, I'll just I'm just gonna f it up again with the sound. Which button is it for the end credits? Now that I've changed it, I didn't label it. Let's see. Probably is that. There we are. I think no. That's yeah. No, that's <laughs> <one>. <laughs> oh man, good times. So, uh, but did did did. Megan like BA City Flyer? I don't think she was as enthusiastic as I was, but I wouldn't expect her to. Be. Yeah. Um, no, but I think she. I think she. I think she was. I think she liked uh, Norse too. She was uh, impressed by that. And did she like City? Yes, yes. After I think the the um, departure, not so much the arrival. Like, wait, we're already outside. Yeah, that's why I like this place. Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Thank you guys. That was a beautiful. Uh, maybe. See you in January at some point before Alex flies for another episode. We'll see. Was well, great. Guys. Thank you for all oh, the yeah. feedback all throughout this year. <laughs> exactly. And um, all right, safe travels. Well. I got you. You need to. Uh, you, you need to say happy. Uh, happy flying now. You fail. <laughs>
Bye, guys. <laughs>